What if it is the word sea turtle? Sea turtle. Sea turtle. <laughs> we'll have to sea see turtle! <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I love that out of context, so I think we should just go ahead and start because that was pretty amazing. So we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, a show about pop culture, uh, movies, music, TV shows, all the fun things. And uh, today, Touching people's butts. Touching people's butts, which we almost called it something like that originally, which is pretty, <laughs> pretty Touch awesome. my butt. Touch, Touch my butt was the name of the You could have been listening to Touch My Butt. Well, You're welcome. You still might. Yep. All right, so uh, today we are talking about Super Bad, Super Bad, baby. Uh, which is one of my favorite movies, uh, so I'm very excited to talk about it, but we are bringing it up today because it is the 10-year anniversary. Uh, we missed the actual day by a little bit. It was August 17th, and uh, I actually had seen Seth Rogen on Twitter talking about it, giving out some uh, behind-the-scenes little info and stuff, some facts, so uh, that's what we kind of uh, started from, but I'm glad that we were reviewing it now because uh, 10 years, I can't even believe that it's been this long. It's pretty awesome. I know, it's been a full decade since that movie came out, and it feels like maybe just three or four years. I know. I still, like, I might even talk about this a little bit later, but I still, like, in my mind, Michael Sarah is, like, an A-list actor, even right, though he, he hasn't been anything in a long time, or, like, not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's kind of weird, like, I still am like, well, yeah, but he was just in Superbad, like, two years ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Um, okay, but first, before we jump into the super bad discussion, um, I do want to let our listeners know to uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LTASpod, which stands for Let's Talk About Stuff. Uh, so LTASpod on Twitter. And now you can finally email us if you don't want to use Twitter. Email us at <gasps> Let's Talk About Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. I know it's a long email title, <laughs> but it was necessary. So. Yep. Yeah, just shoot us an email if you've got any questions or have something you want us to discuss on the show or uh, want to discuss anything we missed on Superbad or any of the previous shows. Uh, you need, like, life know, advice? I don't know. Yeah, you know, dating, dating advice. <laughs> dating advice. You should definitely ask us. <laughs> <laughs> Two married guys. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so email us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. And um, speaking of, like, contacting the show and whatnot, I do want to give a couple of shout-outs to uh, Kent Blue on Twitter uh, and to Daniel Sanchez on Twitter. Uh, we'll start with Kent. Um, he responded to our guilty pleasure question, and he said that his favorite guilty pleasure movie is Starship Troopers. Oh, that's an amazing movie. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I have. Okay. I didn't okay. I didn't see it when it first came out because uh-huh. um, I don't know. I, I've never been into... Um, that type of sci-fi yeah like stuff that takes place in space um but um i i saw it finally man i want to say like four or five years ago uh, as an adult and i was like what is this yeah it's like so bizarre. I, I i understood that starship troopers is popular and i know they've had like a, a couple of sequels yeah but um yeah it was never anything that uh, piqued my interest but we just watched it over at a, a friend's house one night and um it was it was pretty insane. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally insane. It's it's Paul Verhoeven who's weird. He did like Robocop and stuff, and he and I think like Total Recall. He just has like this unique kind of like eighties nineties sci fi vibe that I love. And Starship Troopers is so absurd. Like it's like, would you like to know more? And it's like plays off as this propaganda piece essentially. Um, yeah. But that's why I love it because he he basically was making like an anti war statement with the movie, but it shows like the brutality of war, even though. 
it's like this bug planet that they're visiting and everything. But the, yeah. that movie, um, those computer generated effects too, still hold up to me. I, I watched that movie. I started watching it again like last year, and it still holds up. That's what I thought too when I saw it. Yeah. I was like, how old is this movie? But, yeah, they uh, look yeah, rad. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Uh, isn't Casper uh, Van Dien? In yes, it? he's the main dude. Yeah, yeah and it has uh, Denise Richards in it. Um, who it's just kind of funny to see her in that role or whatever too, because she's like uh, kind of like a hardcore pilot and everything. Um, <laughs> it's it's awesome. Um, yeah, I love the effects. Love the the creature designs for the bugs. It's so absurd, but um, and violent, but but I love it. Yeah, that movie's fun. That's a good one. Good call, Ken yeah. Blue. Um, and the next shout out is for Daniel Sanchez, who. This, uh, I've I've talked to Daniel. Uh, I've known him for probably four or five years, uh-huh. and uh, this is the only thing we've ever disagreed on. He said that his <laughs> his favorite guilty pleasure movie is the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, which oh, I nice. shit upon on the last episode. But he said it's it's something that he likes to go back and, and watch. And uh, I talked to him on Twitter about it, and he said that. Um, well, I told him that I thought the se- uh, the second movie, Too Fast, Too Furious, is. Uh-huh. Uh, is a better movie, and he said, "No, <laughs> no I, can't. I can't agree with you there." So, um, yeah, I, I may have to go back and rewatch Tokyo Drift yeah. just to, because now my interest is peaked again, yeah. you know. Um, but man, Lucas Black's acting in that movie—if you can call it acting—it's just atrocious. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can make it. Yeah, but uh, hey, that's but okay. It's, it's worth giving a shot. Every, yeah. I'm glad that he, it's his guilty pleasure. You know, uh, like we talked about last time, there are a few people that we know that love that movie out of the, out of that franchise. It's like their favorite one. So <laughs> to each their own, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, okay, so let's uh, let's move on to uh, discuss what we are drinking. It's the most oh, important awesome. part of the show. Absolutely. Um, if we had no, <laughs> yeah, if we had no more content on the show. <laughs> This would still be fine. Yeah. Uh, so, Stephen, I'm going to toss it over to you. What okay. are you drinking? Uh, excellent. So, um, in light of the recent hurricane, which we discussed uh, in the last episode, uh, I chose the Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company from here in Houston. Um, seeing as how the Buffalo Bayou flooded everywhere, as it's designed to do, um, but it is just north of my apartment and luckily did not flood my place. So, thank you for keeping me safe, Buffalo Bayou, and thank you for making the Great White Buffalo uh, Belgian style wit beer because this is delicious uh, from this from this brewery. So I will check this out. What's the name of it? It is the Great White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo. What if they put a comma in there and it was like Great White Buffalo? Uh, great, not another <laughs> White Buffalo. <laughs> it's really good. I think you would like this one. It's really light. Um, I, th- I don't know if you've had it or not. I th- I want to say that we on our trip. Yeah, uh, when we we went over to I uh, Fredericksburg, yeah. yeah, I think I might have had one. It it's good. good. Um, yeah, I, I had gotten recommended from some friends here, and I picked it up. But uh, I, I'd actually just picked this up weeks ago on my pick six uh, for the show, and uh, just decided it was really necessary for for this event after Hurricane Harvey. So yeah, yeah. So what are you drinking today? Well, I am also drinking a can. Um, it's weird how these things match up. I know, right? Uh, because we don't really coordinate ahead yeah. of time. But um, I went to the liquor store last night, uh, and I was just kind of looking around, see what caught my eye. And uh, I came across uh, a beer produced by the, the uh, metal band Iron Maiden. Oh, awesome. Uh, it's, called, it's called Trooper. And uh, <laughs> it has their mascot... Um, uh, their mascot on the the front of it, and uh, it's like I, a skeleton I, or something. Yeah, um, I didn't realize it was like their mascot, but now that you yeah. mention, I'm like, yeah, I guess it's like on all their album covers and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. on uh, all of their album covers. Um, uh, 
man, I cannot think of his name right now. I think it's like Ed <laughs> or Eddie or something like that. Yeah. But um, my mind just went blank. Bert. But his name's Bert. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, I'm not exactly sure what what type of beer it is. Um, it doesn't say really at all. So uh, this could be uh, just goddamn awful. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give it a try anyway because I gotta support metal and I have to support beer. So there you go. Both uh, both things you love, man. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's not bad. Uh, it's a it's a, okay. uh, a little little hoppier than uh, yeah. uh, I normally drink, but sure. it's not uh, overwhelming. I don't like know, man. Some, uh, Hops IBAs. are kind of metal. I feel. <laughs> I feel like that's like out of beers. That's kind of the metal. It could be, yeah. yeah. So, well, this is where I make the transition. <laughs> I guess maybe. So yeah, we also wanted to talk about uh, kind of going back to a little bit of Hurricane Harvey. Um, and uh, on the last episode that we talked about, it had not really hit Houston that hard yet. So that's why we were kind of lied about it and joked about it. And then all hell broke loose. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody knows and have seen the coverage of Houston. Um, basically just a full lake now, a full ocean because it's crazy. Uh, it is finally receding now. And uh, we can actually drive in and out of our apartment complex, which is good. But uh, I did want to mention a few charities that uh, we are supporting and uh, we'll put some of these on our Twitter as well. So um, some of the ones that my wife had found were the SPCA of Texas that helps animals. Um, I think your wife, Brandy, was doing some donation stuff in Tulsa for animals too, right? Yeah, there were a bunch of, um, I guess, organizations here that went and rescued animals from Houston. They brought them back yeah. here to, uh, to Tulsa. And my wife and I, we went and bought um, a bunch of um, like blankets and towels and dog and cat toys and all oh, kinds awesome. of stuff and donated it to the local uh, SPCA here. Cool. And uh, they're going to try and find, either move some of those animals back to Houston and find their mm-hmm. original owners or find them forever homes here. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, we both are big dog people and you guys are cat people as well, just big animal lovers. So uh, definitely mm-hmm. something we like to support. There were so many animals here in different stories whenever we were here. Um, about people, you know, had to leave their animals behind for different reasons. And, like, some of the shelters yeah. don't take animals. And so people are leaving them um, around, either locked up or not. And the animals that weren't locked up are getting away. And the ones that were locked up were in danger and all that stuff. So big mm-hmm. thanks to all the volunteers that came specifically to help the animals as well. Um, yes. So that's really cool. So uh, another one that Amanda found that I thought was really funny is called Undies for Everyone. <laughs> and <laughs> they're actually a charity she was telling me about. They do this all the time, but they, they are big on events because – um, like the shelters here were getting tons and tons of clothes, but they were running out of socks and underwear for people. Cause obviously you're not going to give those away. Like they want new things for those. So, um, they are actually through Amazon. So you can just go on Amazon and they have like a list of like a thousand different, um, like packs of underwear for, for kids and, and adults and alike or whatever. And so you can just go on Amazon and buy them and then it ships them for them. So that's pretty cool. Um, right. so yeah, just kind of a, a fun one, but, uh, definitely needed. And then there's also a Hurricane Harvey Recovery Fund, which rebuilds and restocks teachers' classrooms. Um, Amanda went to college up here and or down here, and uh, even her school is doing like a, a drive for supplies and stuff for the students because a lot of them mm-hmm. lost everything. So um, definitely helping uh, the schools and everything. There's tons of charities out there though. There's just a few, and we'll mention them as well on the on the on our Twitter, like we talked about. But uh, yeah, please donate what you can. Um, if you're here, uh, we're planning on volunteering. Volunteer if you can. Uh, obviously, this is a, a huge, devastating, millennium-level threat. This was crazy. A thousand-year yeah. flood, uh, I've heard a couple of times. So, uh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> we made it through. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. yeah. 
at least you you guys are safe and yeah. uh, I and uh, Amanda's family and yep all and of us uh, safe and everything. we have a few friends that we know that had flooded um, so we're helping them what we can but uh, everybody in our family was miraculously okay so uh, their houses and everything so that's good but uh, well, great. definitely a lot of people out there displaced right now so yeah yeah but yeah so uh, moving on um, super bad baby <laughs> so Brent. <laughs> And yes. This is one of my very favorite movies. Uh, yeah. What do you think about this movie in general? Um, how much do you watch it? Uh, what was your first experience with it? I'm kind of curious how you, how you found this movie uh, or whatever. Um, I remember when the movie was coming out in theaters. Um, I didn't catch it in theaters, uh-huh. uh, but I had a um, actually we have a mutual friend that I used to work with, um, and he said that he went to go see it and that it was hilarious and and whatnot and. I just didn't have time to go yeah, see it whenever it came for out sure. for whatever reason. I don't remember if I and, went to the theater either, actually. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would love to see this in a theater uh, yeah. now because, yeah. oh, my God. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't, I didn't catch it till it came out on, uh, on I guess, DVD. Uh-huh. We rented it from our local Blockbuster back when that was a thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, that's how old this movie is. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I remember just being, like, so impressed with, with how funny the movie was and the the storytelling and then just uh, I do truly love this movie. Yeah. Um, good. Okay, cool. Uh, and upon rewatching it because I I probably haven't seen it before this week. I hadn't seen it in I don't know 2 3 years okay. watching it all the way through. Um but uh a lot of the jokes like held up for me uh-huh. like in in that not that they're they may or may not be funny over time, but just that I I kind of forgot what some of the jokes were, uh-huh. and then the, they were coming back to me as the the characters were saying them, and it still made me laugh. Like yeah. the whole McLovin scene, uh-huh. it still got me. <laughs> like that was in the advertising, that was in the trailers yeah. uh, for movie, and like it's it's probably the most famous part of the movie because they've got like t-shirts with McLovin on it and everything. But for sure, that whole whole scene still still made me laugh pretty hard. Yeah, I still, um, even after watching it so many times over the years, like, I legitimately crack up at this movie constantly. Like, yes. it's not like, like, I can put it on the background, and I'll still, like, pick up on a joke and rewind it, and be like, oh, man, I love this part. <laughs> I did that, yeah. too. Um, actually, in preparation for this movie, uh, I watched, I watched it twice this uh-huh. week. Um, I watched the extended, unrated uh, version, and then I watched the R-rated version yeah. last night. And, um... I don't think there's a huge difference in time between the two. Yeah, I don't and think it, so. It's mainly just like some jokes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of the, the, the scenes are slightly extended or some uh-huh. of the jokes are extended. But um, it's not like there are any like missing scenes or anything yeah. like that that yeah. really show up. That, at yeah, least it's, that it's pretty tell. much all extended, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my whole experience with it. What what do you think? Yeah, so uh, first off, I was going to say that I'm, I'm very curious. I'm glad that you watched both of those because... Um, I have I have some conversation. I guess we can go ahead and get, get to do it now with with these unrated versions of a lot of these movies, especially in the Apatow universe, because a lot of their movies are released that way, where they have like the rated and then the unrated version. And I have found um, in general with those movies that whichever version I watched first is my preferred version. I don't necessarily um, know that I care for either one outside of that. Like if I say like the forty year old version that I watched that on DVD unrated first. And so whenever mm-hmm. I watch the rated version, I'm missing jokes that I remembered. But this one, I watched the rated version first, so I feel like the extended jokes and the extended scenes are too long. I think the editing and the pacing is off 
like to me because I'm used to the yeah. R-rated version. And so uh, I was curious like for other people, but like to, at least to me and how I, I interpret them, like it's, I've noticed that like whatever I watch first is my real go-to version. And yeah. I had I had watched the unrated version of this one a couple times over the years. I, I had it at one point from DVD, but um, when I rebought it on iTunes when it came out and stuff, I just bought the rated version, so it's my preferred one. But mm-hmm. uh, overall, would you say that you preferred either one of them? Did you like the jokes from one or the other? <laughs> there was one specific just like throwaway like – I don't even know if it's really a joke. But one little like throwaway part in the unrated version that I liked – uh-huh. quite a bit and it made me laugh i i went back and watched it again after it uh, came on but um it wasn't until i noticed or until i rewatched the r-rated version yeah. last night that i realized that wasn't in the, the final cut but that was probably one little little thing that i that i missed but otherwise like i i don't know there i don't watch movies or rewatch movies yeah. often enough to have i guess maybe a preferred one unless yeah, there's okay. like a drastic change to a scene or the story itself. Yeah, because there are some movies out there that do like drastically change from like a director's cut or an ultimate cut or whatever. Yeah, uh, the uh, the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, like the oh, director's yeah. cut of that, is there's like a whole like storyline that's oh yeah that's in that that's not in the theatrical version. Yeah, so this is not that way. Yeah, this is just like jokes and stuff. So yeah, I can see like definitely if you're not gonna watch it over and over again or if you don't generally do that, like you might not even notice that much. Um, mm. whenever I remember when the first time I watched the unrated version of super bad, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's not right. <laughs> like I just knew it was wrong. So <laughs> you called your congressman. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Call, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, wait a second. Nobody move. <laughs> yeah. So it took me a little bit. It throws me off. And I, that's what I feel like the pacing is off. Cause I, um, I used to edit some things, uh, video things. And I feel like I noticed those things a lot. And the timing of jokes um, a lot. And I think a lot of people do, like, just if, if you like comedy or whatever, too. But um, definitely it felt, like, wrong. Like, it felt like this is off, I guess, is, like, the way I would put it. So, yeah, uh, so yeah definitely curious uh, to hear as we go through this uh, some of the things. Because I wrote down some scenes that I was curious if you noticed the different changes or, like, that I noticed that I don't like the changes and stuff. So, um, but, yeah, if you're cool, I'll just go ahead and uh, start listing off some of the things about the movie. Hell, yeah. Um, Jump so, right in. Uh, came out in 2007, uh, which again, uh, I don't know, uh, on, on this note of like why I feel this was like two or three years ago as well, I feel like um, for like the 80s and 90s that like I grew up in, those are like defined decades, and even though they transition uh, between things, like they feel really defined to me, but for me so far in this era, um, 2000 to 2017 feels like one decade. Like I don't, right. I don't differentiate them as much. Um, yeah. I don't think about like that the iPhone came out, I think also in 2007, right around this time, 2006 or 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, oh, well, we're just on a new version of the iPhone. Like that's not like last decade and we're so much different now. I'm just like, oh, it's all like a transition. And I'm not sure if that's because I'm getting older and it, how it just plays out naturally that I feel time change or whatever. But um, so I feel that's part of it is like, I feel like the like mid 2000s are, are similar to right now, essentially. Um, yeah. we just kind of progressed in a few ways. So there are a few callbacks in this, like to MySpace and stuff that are funny, <laughs> yeah. but for the and most everybody, part, everybody has flip phones instead of yeah, touchscreen like phones. But I'm yeah. like, yeah, but it's a transition. I don't know. So it's just different. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but anyway, 2007, um, it was directed by Greg Matola, um, and who I believe was a music video director. I think he did some of the Blink-182 stuff back in the day. Uh, oh, okay. which is kind of fun, but, um, also, uh, written by Seth Rogen and his friend, Evan Goldberg. Um, who's written a couple other things too. He was a uh, part writer on um, 
I'm thinking of blanking on it right now, but the night before with Seth Rogen and oh, Anthony yeah. Mackie and Jeff Gordon-Levitt, which is also one of my favorite movies. Uh, oh, so, I've not seen it. I need, oh, I need to watch that one. I've, I wanted okay. to see it. But, out of Christmas And it was movies, a Christmas movie. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But out of Christmas movies, I think you would like this. Uh, it's the same director as 50-50, which is another Seth Rogen movie, and uh, that Evan Goldberg kind of inspired because he had he'd had cancer, and it's about like their friendship during that. But um, yeah. So I like him as a, uh, as a writer, um, Evan Goldberg, and... Um, he, they, you know, he and Seth Rogen have grown up together, so they wrote this movie starting as teenagers, and that's one of the things I wanted to mention about this movie is I feel like it's, um, it feels like a movie written by best friends, essentially, and they're like memories and stuff. Like some of this stuff really happened to them, and yeah. it's, it really like shows and they're writing, and uh, so I think that's really cool. Well, but, I, uh, I noticed when I was going through and looking at kind of trivia about the movie that mm-hmm. uh, I guess they wrote it when they were 13, yeah, that's how they really started. Yeah, yeah, which is insane. Yeah, and I'll bring up the different parts if I can remember, like little little things I've heard throughout the years uh, about, like, like oh, like I've heard like on the commentary, I guess, and then some other trivia things that Seth Rogen has put out there, like oh, well, like this really happened. This was the experience of like that prompted this party or whatever in the movie. Like this really happened. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. That, that's insane to me though. But like, oh yeah. Like as a thirteen-year-old, like this is the movie you would start writing, you know. Like if I was writing a movie as a thirteen-year-old, yeah. it'd be like laser dinosaurs and women made out of boobs and like all of this shit. But this is very like mundane, very real. Uh-huh. Like you were saying, it, it seems very authentic, and yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, Chad Dig. So, um, yeah, and on that note, uh, our, our stars for this are uh, uh, Michael Sarah as Evan and Joda Hill as uh, Seth, who are based on Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. So that's kind of fun that they just kept their names in there. Um, Another thing that I looked up is I was really curious as how old they all were in this because they looked really young to me Mm -hmm. uh, from now. So Jonah Hill was 24. uh, Michael Sarah was 19. Emma Stone plays um, Jonah Hill's love interest in the movie. And uh, her name is Jules, and she was 19 as well. So I thought that was just kind of fun. This was like the first thing I think I remember seeing her in as well yeah yeah me too and uh her comedic shops are there like i i have you seen easy a do you like that movie yes yeah we love okay. it i we love easy a we watch that a lot as well amanda and i and um i feel like this role kind of like i don't know if somebody saw this and they were like we can give her her own movie like she could lead a movie but i feel like it's her comedic timing in this lends itself to that same comedy in, in easy a and yeah. uh so yeah i'm glad she got that afterwards because that movie's amazing and she's awesome um Seth Rogen was 25, so just one year older than Jonah Hill, but he looks like really? a lot older, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Shit. Which I remember hearing about Jonah Hill wanted to be cast in this, and he, he had to like try really hard because the studio thought he looked too old to play a high schooler, but I actually yeah. think, like, I, I, maybe given his size and his just his comedy skills, like, it works. I, I don't really notice a difference uh, between him and, like, Michael Sarah. Yeah, but, they, uh, they, they look like they're right? the same age. Yeah. But I can't believe that Seth Rogen was only one year older. Uh, yeah. And and they said that he looked too, like, Seth Rogen looked too old to play the role. Like, he was going to play Seth. And they were like, no, you look too old. But he was really only one year older, so it's kind of funny. But he has that, like, deep voice, too. Yeah. So I like, think maybe that's, yeah, that there's like a lot kind of, of too yeah. adult as well. They yeah. said that his size and his, his stature and, and his uh, his age and, yeah, his voice, though, like, he just, he fits for the cop for sure in this movie. <laughs> and the, the mustache that he grows, that yes, handlebar uh, mustache. <laughs> yeah, with, like, the handlebars. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, and then Christopher Mintz Ploss, this was his first movie, and he was 17 at the time of filming. Um, yep. so they talk about, there's like this thing about that, the sex scene later on that he, uh, his mom had to be on set 
for that because he was underage. And so I'm like, that's got to be fucking awkward. Like, that would have been <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. When that girl's, like, sucking on his finger and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I wanted to kind of break it down. I wrote a bunch of notes while I was watching this last night. Um, and, and like I said, I watch this all the time. So we'll see how we, what we get into here. But I love it from the opening retro dance sequence. Yes. When I first saw that, I was like, this movie is awesome. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, kind of going right into it, I like um, all the natural things. Like uh, when they're, they're like talking on the phone uh, in the car about the Vagitastic Voyage and all that yeah. stuff. And uh, <laughs> I love how they talk about that stuff. And then whenever they, they he gets to Evan's house, uh, to Michael Sarah's house, he like, um, like they're still talking on the phone when Michael Sarah gets out. And you can hear like the voiceover like, or like the crosstalk, whatever, of them on the yeah. phone. And then they just like put their phones away because they're like best friends. And so yeah. they're just like, oh, we're going to get like right into the car and just keep going with their yeah. conversation. It, it, it just flows really well. It's kind of fun. So... Uh, I like whatever they're talking on the phone, get up to that. Uh, one of my favorite lines that I'll, I mention all the time is, um, uh, he's like, what about Perfect 10? Per- Perfect 10, that sounds like a, like a bowling website. And Seth Rogen's like, uh, or not Seth Rogen, God. Jonah Hill is like, uh, uh, they don't show dick going in, which is a huge concern to me, yeah. uh, which I like a lot. I'll say that randomly. Um, then the, uh, the part just after that where he says, have you ever seen a vagina by itself? He's yeah. like, not for me. Not for me. Not for me. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, and then they go to the convenience store uh, to uh, to pick up stuff before school and uh, joke about like God. They talk about the nipples on that um, magazine and they're like it looks like little baby toes. Like the little lines like that that are just so funny. Uh, one of the notes that I'd written down as an analysis is this like like we kind of talked about already is. This feels like someone's memories. Like it feels like stories built up between two friends, and it's definitely like a tight script, a tight plot. Like you feel like everything's been polished over years, and it has been because they were working yeah. on this since they were thirteen. But um, it doesn't feel like I was thinking about like like the movie Neighbors. I didn't really care for with Seth Rogen. Um, do you yeah, like that movie? Me do, too. You, do you remember seeing that? I, I we've seen it. I just yeah. don't remember much of it, and I I didn't seem uh, it, it didn't seem to stick with me evidently. So. That's yeah. kind of how it felt. Like, it felt really generic. Um, yeah. It felt, to, to me versus this one, that movie felt very, um, like, like studio focus grouped, you know? Yeah. And this yeah. one, I feel like it was just honed over years that they put all this stuff together and made the jokes as tight as possible. And, like, and then they allow them to ad-lib, obviously, on set as well, so that kind of helps. Yeah. Because uh, they have these amazing talents that can do that. But, uh, yeah. but I definitely like uh, that they're, like, it just feels so realistic and and natural authentic and everything um but uh <laughs> i like uh one of my favorite parts that i'll mention all the time because uh, this movie is like so quotable to me that's one of the, my main things that i love about it is yeah. i can quote it constantly so uh one of my favorites is whenever he, they're talking about jules dating record and he's like jason stone who's like fucking zach morris and I'm a huge Sam of the Bell fan, so I love that part. It's so funny. And then he's like, and Matt Muir, Matt Muir, he's the sweetest guy ever. You ever look into his eyes? It's like the first time I heard the Beatles. Like, <laughs> it's so good. All the writing is so sharp. I love it so much. I'll and say it's that, so like, sincere randomly. when he says that, too. Yeah, like, that whole scene is so good. Uh, God, that's so funny. Um, I like, too, the, the little moments that they, um, that they show that are so awkward. This movie is very awkward. Uh, and does a really good job of like showing what it's like to be like a high schooler and trying to date and like not knowing like what's like what signals are and like what you should be doing. Like, 
Um, Evan uh, gets caught looking at Becca, his his love interest in the movie, yeah, looking at her cleavage in class. And she yeah. just like looks up at him and like like kind of squints her eyes like what are you doing and he just like looks around like oh nothing I'm just doing math and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the the part after that where they they're leaving class oh, and um, she's talking or she's trying to give the pin back to um, Evan because he let her borrow one and uh-huh. he said you know keep it and everything they have a little exchange. Then as they're both getting ready to walk away, they're both going the same direction, but <laughs> yeah. Michael's, Michael Sierra has to walk a little bit faster just to like yeah. get away, just to keep it from being and so he's awkward. Like, bye. Yeah. She's like, bye, bye, Evan. Oh, yeah. uh, God, I love it. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're, I like uh, the girls in this movie, too. Um, I, unfortunately, I don't remember her name right now. Um, but the Martha McIsaac. Do what? Martha McIsaac. There you go. Thank you. Is Becca. Yeah. yeah Brandy uh, and I looked it up after we, right we watched on, yeah. it the first time. Because, like, I, I, there are so many actors in this that went on to do other things. Uh-huh. I don't remember seeing her in anything else, so we had to look her up. She played, like, a first daughter in some, like, TV show sitcom about the White House or something randomly. Yeah, it was uh, 1600 Pin, which was oh, written okay. uh, by uh, John Lovett. Oh, how funny. From, uh, Pod Save America thing. All right. Well, hello, John Lovett. Um, yep. Yeah, I never watched that show, unfortunately, when it came out. It didn't look that appealing to me. Uh, yeah, same. Sorry, John. But uh, <laughs> but I like her a lot. And yeah, she doesn't show up in a whole lot, but uh, but I like her whenever she does. Um, she was mm-hmm. in Greek for a little bit, the TV show, uh, which we both love. Okay. Maybe uh, that's where I was. She plays uh, phone, yeah. one of Rusty's girlfriends for a while, uh, kind of a nerdy girl in that one, so it's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I love her. I thought their their chemistry is really funny. Hers and uh, and Evans uh, is really funny. Um, also, uh, there's a few different things I wanted to point out through this that um, uh, a lot of these people were from Freaks and Geeks, like Seth Rogen was on. So the teacher in that class briefly was uh, a teacher in Freaks and Geeks, and they just like bring on random people throughout the movie, little cameos and stuff that I would notice because I love that show as well. And yeah. uh, so that was kind of fun. Um, I love this Saturday uh, montage whenever Evan and Becca, right before you're talking about where he like leaves down the hallway, they're talking about, and he's like, oh yeah, Saturday was a fun night. Um, we just hang out at this cocktail party with, with Seth's parents. And I talked to this guy who claimed he, he climbed five mountains in his lifetime. So, uh, and it's just like a random stuff like that. And then like, he's like, oh, and we got into this nightclub. It was totally cool. But really, really they tried to go into a strip club and they got thrown out <laughs> and then he throws up on Seth. Like, <laughs> their comedic timing is so funny. And then right after that, he's like, um, she says to me, like, oh, that sounds really fun. I would love to do that. And he's just like, oh, yeah, who wouldn't? Like, he totally misses right. the signals from her the entire movie. It's awesome. Like, she literally has to get to the end and take her shirt off. Like, like fake an excuse to bring him to her bedroom and, like, take her shirt off before he, like, gets it. Um, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so the next scene... Uh, they're at school. Seth and Evan uh, are in home ec, and this is when you first get introduced to Jules. Uh, I love uh, Seth's whole thing with the home ec teacher, where he's like, "When am I going to make tiramisu? I'm never going to make fucking tiramisu." Sorry for cursing. All that. <laughs> His comedic timing in the whole scene is so funny. And he talks about uh, home ec being just a, uh, a blow off yeah. class, and he keeps apologizing <laughs> to the teacher. I didn't know this is your profession. I'm really sorry. You are- <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, you expect her to yell at him, but then she's just like, just just go stay yeah. with Jules. And he's like, yeah, oh, just go work with her. okay, Jules, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. he loves her. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's whenever we first get Emma Stone. And yeah. she, when I first saw her the last night when I watched this again, uh, kind of looking at it in the context of, like, wanting to talk about it, she looks so fucking young. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. 
just so interesting. She's she's aged, like aged, whatever, quote unquote, 10 years. She, she's young, but she looks beautiful still. Um, but she looks like a teenager straight up in this movie, like straight out of high school. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, so yeah, this is one of the scenes in the unrated version. This whole segment is edited a lot differently. There's like a lot of different jokes. So did you notice anything about this that you liked or didn't like different jokes between the two different versions? Um, not on this particular scene. Um, I, I thought something might have been a little bit different, but mm-hmm. I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. So there's, there's one joke that I like um, that's in the unrated version where he says, like, he's going to go to the bathroom, and he's like, come on, Evan, uh, my dick's not going to shake itself. <laughs> it's not in the rated one, but I really like the joke. But when it's in yeah. there, I feel like the editing is off. That's one of the ones that, like, I just feel like the timing is weird. But I love that yeah. joke. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also say um, that foreign exchange student that's with Evan, um, he'll, he'll say good shit, right, Maroki? Whenever he has, like, that perfect tiramisu <laughs> right. after you see sets and, and uh, Jules is so, like, messed up and everything. Uh, so every time I, like, I cook a lot. And so a lot of times whenever I make Amanda something, I'll be like, I'll just be like wiping out a bowl like he's doing. I'm like, good shit, right, right Maroki? <laughs> totally random. It's just one of the lines I like to use a lot. Uh, yeah. And then uh, this is when we get Fogel as well. This is when Fogel walks oh, in. So yep. uh, the beginning of pre-McLovin, Fogel, uh, when he talks about that girl, when he's following her G-string essentially uh, in, the, in the hallway, and he t- she turns around and she, he tells her the time. And she's like, what? And the squeak of his shoes as he turns around and just walks away <laughs> is like the epitome of awkwardness to me. It's yeah. so well done. So good. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Nicola who comes back in yes. at the, uh, towards the end of the film. Yeah, I like how all the, yeah, I'll get into that a little bit too. And I like how everything's so interconnected. They do a lot of yeah. foreshadowing. They do a lot of foreshadowing just like characters and stuff you don't see for a long time. And then you get with them later like her. Yeah, so yeah. I like that one. Um, I also, that teacher, whenever he's there, she says a line where she's just like, Fogel, hi. And a man and I, for some reason, say that all the time, too. Like, another just weird line that, that we mentioned, because it just cracks me up. That teacher's really funny. Um, yeah. Actually, before this, I was trying to watch some of the outtakes, and uh, she has one in that scene where she gets back at, at uh, Jonah Hill when he's like, he makes like a line, and he's like, they're fucking me in the ass at school. I'm sorry for cursing. And she's like, oh, yeah? I get fucked in the ass every day principal whatever bends me over every day and he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry so she's really good too they don't play uh she doesn't play a lot of lines in this movie but but she's really yeah. good too um they have a lot of great character actors and stuff you know around this movie that just make everything so funny yeah the next scene is uh one of the uh best scenes that people reference all the time from this movie with the uh dick drawing montage in uh in the cafeteria <laughs> um, yes <laughs> which i love so much because when he like breaks down to tell his friend that he has like never mentioned this to you, even though they've grown up together, and like <laughs> his delivery of this, Jonah Hill's delivery is so good. Uh, well, the, the the catalyst of it is uh, Seth doesn't like Becca. Yeah. And Evan is trying to figure out why. What is your deal with it? Or <laughs> deal with her? And and that's when he has to like come up with or finally yeah. admit his his uh, obsession. Yeah. As a and youth. It, the comedic timing is so good. He's just like, oh, okay, fine. I used to have this thing, and it's not a big deal. Like, 4% of the world does it, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I used to just sit around drawing dicks. And he's like, yeah. like a man dick? <laughs> Which is such an amazing line. <laughs> but they go through that scene, and the, the music is so good. I'm not sure what that song is, but it's perfect. Uh, but just, like, show it. It's like... Ba, 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 da, ba, ba, ba. 
<laughs> just drawing these dicks everywhere this little kid and all, there there's so many variations and they're all hilarious it's so awesome did you did you uh, realize that the the person who drew all of the dicks was um, Seth was it Seth Rogan's brother no, oh, no, no, it was uh, Evan, Evan Goldberg's brother. Oh, yeah? That's funny. Yeah, and he, like, at the very end, <laughs> if you, like, watch the credits all the way through, uh-huh. like, the last little thing before the uh, studio logos is um, phallic drawings by oh, so Goldberg. Um, and evidently, he did, like, over a thousand different dick drawings. Holy shit. And only, like, a handful of them, no pun intended, made it into uh-huh. the movie. A handful of dicks made it into the movie. Uh, <laughs> Show title. <laughs> um, yeah, and there, there's like so many lines on that part too. Like, I like uh, even before that, um, Evan says he'd give his middle nut to start dating Becca, which I've always thought was hilarious. Uh, but in that in that whole segment when uh, Evan is or uh, sorry when Seth is trying to explain about the dick drawings and he's like, I had this Ghostbusters lunch lunchbox dick treasure chest. and that like the principal finds him and he's like and he thought I was possessed by some kind of dick devil (laughs) they literally made me stop eating foods that are shaped like dicks you know what kinds of foods are shaped like dicks the best kinds right (laughs) it's so funny and they show all those kids like it's so funny that it's like little kids in this part and I like how they like did the there's a like one of the drawings where you can tell it's like the little kid drawing it but there's like you can they like put like a little line for him to like connect the last line of the dick essentially to yeah so that he could do it and then it shows the little girl picking it up when the the paper hits her foot and you hit becca's foot with your dick uh and she picks it up but you can see like through the paper as a child like they didn't give her that you know yeah but then when they show her hands uh it's all like just really well done but uh obviously so so horrendous but hilarious uh, one of the reasons I like this movie so much because uh, they don't hold any punches, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. God. And then Evan's reaction to that at the end, too, where he's just like, I don't know what to do with that information. You just told me this <laughs> randomly at lunch. I have to go to class. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he just leaves him in the cafeteria yeah. by himself. And he's like, I'm going to have to sit here eating lunch or eating my dessert alone like fucking Stephen Glansberg. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. Uh, so then the next scene is whenever Jules asks Evan to uh, get her booze for the party. Uh, and it's I definitely bring this one up because it's one of my very favorite lines in the whole movie whenever he's like she's like you scratch our back we'll scratch yours and he's like well the funny thing about my back my back jewels is that it's located at my cock and right. the, <laughs> the, the, the way he just kind of like lurches forward and, and opens his eyes like he's like so like... excited that they're gonna get it <laughs> like Jules and her friend and they're just yeah. like what the fuck and he's like oh you do you don't you don't want me to get alcohol you do you do you don't that's cool whatever yeah. whatever's fine yeah. whatever's fine um, yep. he keeps shaking his head like yeah. just like such a small head shake <laughs> like, <laughs> like a, he's reeling back yeah like he's like oh I'm gonna I didn't do that I didn't say that like I've never yeah. said anything you know so bad I guess in front of a girl before but I've definitely said something like in, in person where I'm like, no, this joke did not go over well. I'm going to yep, try to reel no. this back. And I, Shouldn't yeah. have said this in church. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Um, and then after that, uh, going into uh, whenever Evan is playing soccer and, and Seth comes <laughs> to tell him about that, um, has so many lines. That whole scene is just hilarious. And I'm not sure. I think that one has some different jokes, too, uh, from the unrated one. But uh, that's when they say, like, the P and the G, which I started saying yeah, after that. Yeah. Um, He's, he says, like, she wants to fuck me, she wants my dick, in or around her mouth. Right. Uh, the, uh, mommy's making a pubic salad and needs some Seth's own dressing. 
<laughs> There's just so many lines. There's a part that they cut to there, though, an unrated one, where it shows Jules back in the classroom in home ec, and she, set, she like, stops, and she's like, like, Seth, I want you to, I want to blow you, or something like that. And I, That's right, yeah. Right, and I feel like the timing is off there. Like, I get enough of the jokes. There's so many already there that I, I don't yeah. need any more uh, from that scene, but... Uh, Oh, God, that, it's so there funny. was also a uh, a Dave Franco yes, cameo. Yes, I was gonna bring him up as well. Suit. It's so funny yeah. because when the I, that's like one of the reasons I can date this movie is because I used to for years I would tell people watching this movie I'd be like oh that's James Franco's brother Dave yeah because I had looked that up as like a trivia and now he's like huge people know him yeah. like he's in a bunch of stuff so uh, but yeah that's a, a ten year difference you can really kind of grasp as well. Yes, yeah, he definitely looks much younger yeah. than he does oh, yeah. now. Yeah. Not that he looks old now, but you can you can just tell there's yeah. there's you hit that like stride after adolescence to where your your body and your face kind of starts forming into what an adult yeah. looks like. And you start can, tell me more about this. You start growing hair in weird places. Is that right? <sighs> That's what I understand. <laughs> I'm still waiting. You're still waiting to go through it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love the line there too, where he's like says something about him shitting his pants, and he's like, "That was six years ago, asshole." And he's like, "People don't forget." Uh, I, do, I do that all the time, just randomly. People don't forget. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the next one, uh, Evan and Becca are talking in the hall. This is whenever he's telling her he's going to buy her the gold slick. And as he is trying to punch her on the arm, someone bumps him, and he punches her right in the boob. And it's awesome. <laughs> and the awkwardness of that scene just radiates out of there. It's so funny. Uh, the look on his face, like, it, he just goes, like, ashen white. His acting in that is so well done. Like, it, it fits the scene so well. And she's just like, it's fine. It's Don't don't worry about it. I'm fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah. I watched these different outtakes, too, where they had to do that over and over again because he kept trying not to hurt her. But it kept getting her kind of in the armpit instead. Like, he wouldn't hit her in the boob. And they showed, like, <laughs> like a set decorator or something like, showing, like, no, hit, him, hit her here. Hit her in the boob. Hit her in the boob. And all this stuff. Yeah. That was pretty good. That's uh, funny. And then the infamous McLovin scene when he finally comes back with the uh, the ID with the well Hawaiian well before order. that when when they were uh, kind of stressing out after school about whether or not McLovin was going or I'm sorry Fogel was going yeah. to get the ID or the fake ID um, they were kind of stressing out going it's kind of like a little montage of them being like stressed out in this area of the school and then another yeah. area and then like they ended up in the the wood shop at a certain point <laughs> yeah. and uh and michael sarah is like drilling uh and then seth is standing next to him and just freaking out in the extended cut this uh, is the the part i was talking about that i like so much um in the extended cut it shows that evan is just drilling yes. random holes in a, a block of wood and seth says what are you doing and evan's like uh, two weeks till graduation. Fuck it. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm just drilling, drilling holes. holes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I forget. I don't know why, but I love that part so much I because too. I think when I was in high school, we had something similar to that. And that was pretty much our whole year in that class yeah. though. We were just like, fuck this class. This is, this is bullshit. But, um, but yeah, I love that part so much. <laughs> no. And I, it's funny when you started mentioning that, I was like, yeah, I love that scene. I was like, wait, I didn't see that scene last night. Cause it's one of those like, I feel like there are certain jokes that I want to make like a Steven cut to this movie. Like right. that one I would love back in. I think that one's hilarious. And yeah. I just love it. I, his, his line is so funny. Like, fuck it. Last yeah. year was the school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then so uh, uh, Fogel finally gets there. He's got his uh, ID and that whole scene. 
uh, Seth is like so angry. Jonah Hill does such a good job of being like so like frustrated by the whole situation, but he's like McLovin. McLovin's not a mate. Like it's a made up name, and he's like it's between that and Muhammad. Why the fuck was it between that and Muhammad? <laughs> It's the most commonly named user on Earth. Read a fucking book for once. <laughs> yeah. I love that that Fogel isn't a character that's just like only there to be like beat up. Yeah. He can defend himself at yeah, times, yeah. and 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 he knows things, you know, about uh, that being the most common name in the world. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's just just so funny. Uh, and then yeah, so I, I was thinking about that too. Like we talked about a little bit earlier. Like McLovin has like become so iconic. Like. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people know this movie, but I think even people that haven't seen this movie know McLovin. Like, that's been around, you know, from that yes. era. Uh, and they did a great job of, like, in the marketing. Like, I watched the trailer before this, and they go through that whole scene and stuff. And it was definitely, like, touted as, like, a big part of this movie. And, it, you know, people ran with it. Like, something about that just struck a chord, and people love it. And it's awesome, so. It's, it's kind of like um, people who haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite still know Vote for Pedro. Yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. Of those, one of those things. I would agree, yeah. Same kind of thing, yeah. Where it just like, it almost like transcends the movie and pop culture that people yeah. just know it outside of that, which is really cool. Uh, yeah. And then they're at, uh, they're at Evan's house and uh, they couldn't go home because Seth Carr got towed because he parked in the faculty lounge. So they go to Evan's house so he can find out some new clothes so he doesn't get grounded and stuff. And he's like trying on Evan's clothes <laughs> which is just always funny to see a bigger dude trying out a smaller dude's clothes, but he's like, what do you shop at? Only Baby Gap? Right. Uh, <laughs> but even, he's just uh, bitching about it the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Uh, but even um, Evan in that scene I love because he's playing some like PS2, like a corded controller to whatever console he's playing. Uh, yeah. And he's playing like some war game, and he's like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Why do they make that? Why do they even do that? Why am I even playing? And I was like, that's how I feel about video games all the time, where they just like <laughs> multiply, and you're just like, what the fuck am I even doing? Uh, this this shit's bullshit. So I always like that little scene because it's just funny to me uh, for real life and how I feel about video games. Uh, um, in that in that same scene, uh, I noticed as a comic book reader that Evan has a bunch of artwork in his room tacked up on the wall of Eric Powell's The Goon, yeah. which is an independent comic. Uh, or was an independent comic, now it's published through uh, Dark Horse oh, okay. Comics. And um, I for- totally forgot about that until I... Uh-huh. Um, I didn't even catch that on the rewatching we did um, a few nights ago when we watched the extended cut, but when I watched the R-rated version last night, it, it caught me. Um, so I thought that was cool because yeah. it's one of my favorite comics. Yeah, so, I, uh, uh, I was going to bring cool. that up, but I figured you would. But um, I have heard of that, and I think you you might have told me about that a few years ago, but I don't remember ever reading it, but I've heard good things about that series. So I thought it was kind of fun that they referenced that too. Yeah, me too. Um, it's something that they're trying to make into a movie. Uh, yeah. They've been trying to for, for a while. Years, right? I don't know if it'll... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if it's something that'll ever come to fruition, but yeah, um, but yeah I thought that was a, a cool little nod yeah. because I know Seth Rogen likes comics anyway, so... Um, that's cool of him to yeah. kind of represent that. Throw it in there. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. Um, so then they, uh, uh, Seth ends up getting some clothes from Evan's dad, and then they get off the bus, and, and another amazing song, I'm not sure what it is, but um, they just pick a great soundtrack for a lot of these, these like retro old school songs that fit the mood and everything, and when he steps off the bus with like the plaid, sh- the plaid pants and this like blue like cowboy shirt or whatever, uh, it's just like I'm just like everything about this is amazing and then they <laughs> they see Fogel in his vest and it just shows uh, Seth like mouth like what the fuck <laughs> <And everything. laughs> well that was that was one of the notes I had um, for the movie is that Seth and Evan 
dress like hipsters dress now. Oh, so, yeah, good call. So, so when I saw them get off the bus, well, Evan was dressed pretty much wearing the same yeah. thing he wore earlier in the movie, but but uh, Seth, his outfit, I think back in 2007, really stood out more. Uh, but now it's just like, that's <laughs> just how, yeah, how, how hipsters dress. <laughs> that's so, really funny. Um, the, uh, the whole thing with McLovin, though, he just looks like, he's just got like a weird body yeah. in this movie. He's so skinny. Um, yeah. <laughs> so skinny and tall, tall and he has like dress shoes on with these long black pants yeah. but also his like <laughs> shoulders lean forward a little bit they for do. his frame and yeah. Yeah. And he's got that that weird gold vest and Oh, you look like Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so Seth decides to uh steal the liquor from the grocery store that uh fogel works at at, after he got off work and that whole scene when he does the different it's like the montage of different scenarios that he can go through with he's like hope piggy can run to the security (laughs) guard um and then he goes it's like the first one he's just like trying to buy it and the guy's like 80 dollars, and he just opens a bill and it's just an 80 dollar bill and he's like thank you seth um like all of it's so funny the old lady um he was like, would you like me to buy you alcohol? And he's like, that would be lovely. <laughs> Always cracks me you up know, so I, much. I totally forgot about this scene. Oh, yeah? Until we rewatched it. Um, I, I, it totally skipped my mind that all of this, like... Oh, my God, it's so funny. All of these scenarios happen. <laughs> the, the idea that he even went in that store. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I totally forgot yeah. about it. So oh, rewatching it, it was, it was so much fun. Yeah, and she was hilarious, like... He's like, enjoy your remaining years. And she's like, enjoy fucking jewels. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, when he actually is like trying to steal it and the security guy comes up behind him and he's like, don't do it, kid. And he's like, I never had a chance or never had a choice. Yeah. (laughs) Always cracks me up. And then when the bottle gets like knocked over and he slices his throat. I still remember, like, every time I freak out of that scene, it's so graphic. <laughs> it's, like, so much blood. <laughs> it's the most graphic part of this movie, yeah, for sure. by far, by far. Yeah. And then the editing is great because, like, the music, like, it's, like, he's, like, uh, and, like, bleeding out and, like, falls on the ground. And the music just stops when he's outside. And he's, like, you would have never done it. I I, I was going to do it. There was a security breach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when he's walking back out and then um, Fogel says... Says something, calls him Danny Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. And then they're uh, they're on the bus, which I love. Again, the, the song choice is so good as they're panning down the bus because it's uh, kind of foreshadowing almost in the fact that uh, later on the cops mentioned, like, you don't want to ride the bus. It smells like piss. You know why? Because right. people piss on it. Like, you see all these, like, weird, like, looking people, and then it gets to them, and, like, Fogel's just, like, scratching his nose and like flicks a booger and like (laughs) it's so so good uh and then when they're at the liquor store and they're actually going to try to use the fake id and fogel's freaking out and everything like that uh it's so funny when they're talking about the the face-off thing uh when he's like you don't have the technology or the steady hand to pull a procedure like that (laughs) so there (laughs) i love so much Um, yeah yeah he really showed him up on that yeah right um uh, whenever he's inside and they're outside, he, uh, Seth and, and Evan are talking. I love, uh, there's a part where he says, this plan's been fucked since Jump Street, which I thought was great because right, yeah. he's in 20 on Jump Street later on, uh, Jonah yeah. Hill. Um, the whole part where they talk about the spermicidal lube and he's like, these aren't dried up old ladies. These girls are good to go. Like, <laughs> it cracks me <laughs> up that he would like bring that with them. Like, you a, <laughs> brought a bottle of spermicidal lube. <laughs> well, the the part that I liked in that scene is it was another showing of when um, 
Seth is kind of being left behind uh-huh. by Evan. Yeah. Because they do a lot Evan of Evan was prepared to to bring, you know, protection just in case he has sex and then, you know, earlier in the film uh, Evan is telling Seth, you know, you're probably not nothing's going to come yeah. from this party, you know, you're not going to have sex. So, it's it's like a I think Seth feels like he was betrayed by Evan uh, in a way. He looks betrayed in that not scene. Not really, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So he gets so bent out of shape over it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like a lot of those things. Uh, that's a good one. I, I haven't really thought about it as much, so I'm glad you brought that up. But uh, I do like a lot of, in this movie, they, they do really get a job of showing those little scenes kind of building up to the fact that, like, there's some resentment built up before that we even see them in the movie uh, about yeah. Evan leaving behind and everything like that. So... Uh, yeah, so that's a, a good little little part that they threw in as well that just kind of fits in with the story and kind of makes it all cohesive and everything. Uh, yeah. uh, and I'll stick with this, even though the, the scene's kind of interplay where uh, uh, Mc, McLovin is in the store and everything like that, but um, when that when Seth and Evan are kind of fighting outside and that car backs up into <laughs> Seth and just hits him in the butt and he just falls over, like the physical comedy is really good and he gets up and he's just like, what the fuck? happened <laughs> <laughs> and then that's uh one of two times that he gets hit by a car in this movie oh yeah yeah and later on yeah so it's like a good part to like show later on that it's gonna come again um and then joe latrulio steps out of the car uh another yes. great actor who i love when he shows up in things uh he's in uh, wet hot american summer um so i love him in he's that. on brooklyn 99 oh really okay yeah i still haven't seen yeah. that show i need to watch that show God, it's so funny. Yeah, I hear it's amazing. Um, I love yeah. Andy Samberg. I just haven't caught that one yet. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good to know. I didn't know he was in that. Um, Joe LaTrulio is just really funny. Um, so I love when he shows up in this and then the whole exchange with them. And he's like, uh, he's like, $7? What are you, six years old? Or whatever. Yeah, what are you, six years old? Uh, and then he's like, oh, cops, my back, my back. Uh, all that <laughs> stuff so funny. Well, I like that uh, Joe LaTrulio says that uh, he's something about he's been arrested before yeah. or he's on probation for a non-violent <laughs> crime. <laughs> he stresses that. And then Come like later, <laughs> and then later on, he just get, makes it like super creepy. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what he did, but I'm weird. I know. Like, yeah. Whatever it is. It's so weird. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause he's like, Hey guys, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. You guys know a guy named Jimmy. You look just like his brother. You look just like his brother. <laughs> Foreshadowing later on at the party that they go yes. to, which yeah. is so good. Uh, yeah, and then back in the liquor store, uh, you know, Fogel's trying to buy the the beer, and I love uh, there's a line that I just always crack up on when he's trying to be all cool, and the the cashier's actually cool with him, like she's gonna sell it to him, but he's like, oh, I love that beer, been drinking it for years. I heard they recently added more hops to it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and when his voice like the, cracks, <laughs> as as she's ringing up the the different beer. He's just kind of like looking around like nervously. Yeah. It's just like, like you were saying earlier, just so awkward. Oh my God. That, the awkward, awkwardness in this movie and those characters, are, uh, they, they chose really great casting. It's just so good. And uh, yeah, I don't know where they found him so young for this role. I don't know if he just kind of yeah. uh, auditioned or whatever, but yeah, good, good casting on that part because he's awesome. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Seth Rogen and Bill Hader show up as the two cops that uh, kind of uh, finish out a lot of Fogel's story. It's kind of for his rest of the night, uh, for mostly what he's doing. Um, but I like whatever they show up. Uh, their whole scene is hilarious. A lot of that, I think, as well, from the unrated version is kind of different. But uh, I, li- I think I like the jokes from both. But, uh, again, like the editing from the regular version. But when they're like, did he look like you or, or like us? 
to the cashier and and she's like what like african he's like african and she's like no he looks like you and he's like okay a jew african yep. jew <laughs> that cracked me up so hard he's like oh a jew okay okay like, he, like and, gets uh, it. <laughs> yeah and then uh he says okay we're looking for an african jew in a hoodie yeah. okay and she's it. like no 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 in the extended cut i noticed that she said no uh, he's white, kind of look like Eminem, oh. and, he, and and they were like, oh, kind of like round like this, like no, like the rapper. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. oh, that's funny. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, I was gonna say too. After that, uh, whenever they're leaving, and that the, the the movie starts where they're at school, like before school, goes through school, they get out, they're doing this stuff afterwards, like getting dressed, going to the the store to you know the scenario of like stealing the liquor or whatever from the grocery store and then to hear when the cops are leaving that the they did such a good job of making the sun follow their time so that yeah. whenever they're inside like the sun is really low and then whenever the cops leave it's like sunset and then whenever seth and evan are driving with joe latrulio to the party it's like nighttime i thought it was a lot of movies have an issue with that and this one like keeps it really really well done like really tight with all those scenes yeah. so Props to them and whoever uh, kept making sure that they were filming those at the right time because uh, it really shows, you know, that this is like one day and one night, um, which is something that I love. I like a lot of movies in that realm. Um, I was thinking about that too, like Can't Hardly Wait. Um, God, I was trying to think of some other ones. Um, American Graffiti. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's actually one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies as well. Uh, I like movies that take place in like one day or one night. Uh <laughs> Come yeah, that's that's too. something that uh, I caught upon, like maybe my second viewing of the movie is that like I didn't I didn't realize the first time I saw it that it was all done in like I think the the, the movie in its entirety takes place in maybe like a day and a half. Yeah, yeah. Because of the mall scene at the end, uh-huh. but um, but yeah, it's really impressive that they they were able to get that much story crammed into just that that time frame. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's so good. Uh, that's kind of why I like those movies because sometimes you don't need. A whole lot like you do have those amazing days or amazing nights specifically uh that cram in like a bunch of things into one night and they're awesome and this is one of those and a lot of those movies are uh where like big life events happen or like memories that are gonna last your entire life happen uh so i definitely like those uh uh and this one was one of my favorite ones of the uh one night movies as well so like that they kind of fit that with the the sunlight and everything kind of going with that as well um uh and then whenever they're uh they're driving. This is one of the ones that dated really well. They're driving to the party with Jolie Trulio, and you're talking about him being so creepy because they're both in the back seat, and he's like, "What are your bros gonna set up front?" And they're like, "We're fine yeah. back here." <laughs> Doesn't he like rub the seat? Oh, or he whatever might. Too? He might. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. It's so creepy. It is. Uh, but I like whatever uh, Evan gets a call from Jules, and he's like, <laughs> "Who's gonna give it to her? You are." <laughs> Well, when he first gets the the call, doesn't Joel Trulio isn't his character like, oh, who is it? Yeah, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Just like, like he's, he's part know. of it now. <laughs> so weird. Oh, it's great. But then he's like, so you guys on MySpace or? <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I was like, holy shit, this movie is old. Okay, I get it. I yes. get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, then they walk into that party, the adult party, and he's like, uh, welcome to the Thunderdome. We're going to rock out with our cocks out. Not really. We're not going to rock out, though. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that line a lot from Joe Latrulio. Uh, and then they get in there. Uh, the guy that owns the house, the party, uh, Mark, is uh, Kevin Corrigan, who's also from Peaks and Geeks. Uh, he was on that epi- like an episode, basically, in that show. But but uh, 
that whole scene's funny whenever they're trying to steal the beer. And uh, even the fact that they were going to, like, Evan and Seth were going to steal a whole bucket of beer and ice <laughs> to begin with is, like, hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> they would even try. Like, how are you supposed to leave a party with that, you know? They weren't worried about that. They were just trying to get laid. Yeah, they didn't care, yeah. So there's still a whole bucket. Yeah. Walk it to a party of all these adults, <laughs> obviously one who is willing to fight anyone. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, over Overusing the phone. Yeah. And you uh, yeah, they're still this whole... You calling your friends to come to my house? <laughs> yeah, and they get in that fight, and he's like... He punches him, Julio Shulio punches him, and he's like, Tiger got out of the cage, man. Tiger got out of the cage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he kicks him in the nads. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I like after that, yeah, for, for the reason why they're stealing it, they go back inside, and, and Evan is like, let's get out of here. And Seth's like, no, man. And he's like, do you want to die for this? And he's like, I would, get, I would die for pussy. No questions asked. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then that, that scene where they, they part ways right there where, uh, you know, Seth is like, you you don't have my back and Evan's going to leave and everything. And uh, that's kind of the first time where you see them as, like, not best friends where it's like all that stuff is bubbling to the surface of him leaving him behind and all that. Uh, yeah. Kind of starts right there. Um, that gets him into, you know, Seth in a more trouble uh, whenever he starts dancing with that chick <laughs> at the party. Um, yeah. Another great song choice with the, uh, I don't know the name of that song, but the, I love it when you call me Big Pop, but... And she, oh, yeah. and she just like grabs him and starts grinding on him and stuff and, uh, <laughs> and he just like goes with it and he's like going wild and stuff um, and then uh, obviously the uh, the other infamous scene of the uh, someone someone peering it on my leg uh, and those guys <laughs> that see it and uh, that guy sounds like a hick where he's like I've never seen anything like that in my life always cracks me up uh, <laughs> well the, the the guy that he's sitting on the couch next to the guy's like dude it's blood yeah. like I feel like I know that guy yeah, like yeah. I've, I've, I've heard Real life people have that same voice, yeah. like that weird, like almost stoner, laughy uh, type of "oh shit" yeah. type of <laughs> vibe. It's just it was they just captured that part of it yeah, so well. That whole scene, that that party feels like I, it's like weird that I've never been to an adult party that looks like that, but it also yeah. feels like an adult party I could go to. Like, yes, it yeah, feels, it feels like a legit authentic. thing that they just like, hey, can we film here for the afternoon? Right, uh, like let's do this, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and the the yeah that guy is great. Uh, they're all kind of funny. That other dude walks up and he's like, "It's like a fucking mangina, man." Right. Uh, <laughs> he's like, "No, it's Merlot. I spilled Merlot." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it leads to the uh, the meme that's around now with the uh, "fuck me," right, with uh, Seth right. in the doorway, which I love. Um, <laughs> every time that pops up, and I get to think about this movie, is always great. Uh, uh, and then uh, Fogel shows him at the bar, uh, Bailey's Bar and Grill, with the cops. And they're watching his video, and they're talking about, like, uh, like you got to go to a spin class, uh, a farmer's market. And Bill Hader goes into all that stuff up, meeting his first wife. And he's like, <laughs> she uh, she was a whore, uh, an actual whore. Uh, on our wedding <laughs> night, uh, there was group sex. I wasn't involved. And Seth Rogen is like, I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, they, they get like a radio thing and uh, I love this part because it's such like a good detail but that guy's like there's so much blood we need backup <laughs> <laughs> and he just turns it off oh man I wonder how that part was filmed because obviously they didn't have the audio uh, on set at the time so I wonder if they like knew what that was going to be oh yeah that's a good point and then he turned it off or, yeah. or if they just filled it in with something later it's so absurd so it's so funny like he just like casually turns it off like no big deal or whatever <laughs> And I love how strong that what? guy's voice is like, there's so much blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, the whole uh, the whole bar scene is good. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so we were talking about um, there's an outtake for that. So Bill Hader is uh, from Tulsa and maybe actually from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, which we are – I am from Broken Arrow. Uh, and I currently live yeah. in Broken Arrow. Uh, and there's an outtake where they're going through the different uh, uh, ad-lib you know, versions of that. And Bill Hader says something about his first wife like bringing him to a, the bar bathroom and giving him a hand ski. And he's like, yeah, and then she uh, took me in the car, gave me a mouth ski. You know, where I'm from, people don't do the hand ski. They just do the mouth ski. And, uh, yeah, in, in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, you go right for the mouth ski. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? The first time I heard that, I was so excited. Yeah, I know. I, it blew my mind when I uh, when I saw yeah. that. And I was like, how, how did that happen? And then come to find out that he's from, yeah. from this part of, of – America. It's so funny, but so. I love that. Like, I didn't make it into the actual movie, but it's like even the outtakes. It's hilarious, and just the fact that he brought that up, like from his real life, I think is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and and the fact to think about like in, in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, that people would just skip hand skis. <laughs> 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 it's like I, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's so funny. Uh, they uh, they also when they're I love that they're just like cops and they're drinking beers there, and when they leave, they're like fake a radio noise like oh we gotta go can't pay for these beers and then he's like yes it, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's so more? obviously fake like he he turned off his radio earlier yeah. or somebody was screaming <laughs> about there being so much blood and he doesn't even try yeah. he just like he makes the Kirsch, sound with his yeah. mouth yeah <laughs> oh we gotta go we can't pay for these beers and then he's like oh do you want to get some road beers uh yeah give me 13 beers to go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and then we flash back to that party and uh, Evan is trying uh, he has that cell phone scene with Becca where he keeps losing reception he's like cussing and she keeps thinking that's like about her and stuff where he's like fucking bitch ass phone and she's like what the (laughs) why why are you doing that (laughs) but he goes in that room to make a call to her and uh, one of my favorite lines too that's just so subtle but hilarious is uh, he's like I'm gonna be there for sure full throttle Charlie's Angels too yep (laughs) (laughs) And then those uh, those guys walk in, uh, a bunch of other great guys. Uh, a bunch of them I'm sure I know from other things, but I don't know all their names. But Martin Starr walks in, um, David Krumholtz from 10 Things I Hate About You. But both of those guys mm-hmm. were also on Freaks and Geeks. Um, so you know more people coming in from that from that realm. But uh, all those guys, and they, they mistake uh, Evan for uh, Jimmy's brother. You're Jimmy's brother, the yes. singer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is what Joe Latrulio was yes, talking about earlier. whenever he backed into them with the car and earlier. So I love, yeah, I love the callbacks. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that until uh, this week yeah. when I was rewatching it. I was like, oh, that's that was a reference yeah. back to what we saw earlier. Yeah, and it so didn't I thought need that to be, was pretty cool. But it's cool because yeah. it's like obviously Joe Latrulio knows some of those guys from that party, and that he would know Jimmy and Jimmy's brother. Yeah, like, yeah, it would. It, it's all connected. Yeah, it all fits, man. It's so good. Uh, and then they're like. <laughs> that guy's like my brother drove from Scottsdale Arizona to be here and you're not gonna sing for him you fucking sing sing like a bird <laughs> and he does that whole thing oh my god when he sings uh, I don't know if it's just called uh, These Eyes These Eyes yeah but when it goes it's like These Eyes and he's just like singing it and they all participate like in an acapella like a random sing along do 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 that uh, that first the uh, first part of the chorus, Michael Sarah sings like he's he's really trying to sing it, but in the second one he trails off a little uh, bit, and that's about the time they that big dude comes yeah. in, it's like fight, yeah, <laughs> yeah and then the fight, uh, <laughs> which starts with uh, uh, Evan and uh, the owner of the house, Mark, and he's like, "What the fuck is Seth. that?" Uh, 
Oh yeah, so is yeah Seth, and he's like, "What the fuck's that on your on your pants?" And he's like, "We're blood brothers." Right. <laughs> I like that he thought that was going to solve solve the problem, you know. <laughs> um, and then they start fighting, and uh, that whole thing is hilarious. Whatever, whenever they, I like. So this is where I also like all the connections and stuff because that the girlfriend uh, calls the cops, and she's like, "Mark, I called the cops. You gotta hide your gun." And then the cops that uh, are with Fogel answer the call and have to go there to break it up. So that's like the first part of they go break up. And uh, just all the connections and stuff in this movie are so good. Um, And then you get the uh, breakdown of the friendship scene, which is what I call it, uh, where uh, Evan comes back or is there at the party, you know, singing and everything like that. He helps out Seth. They run away. Seth's got the... uh, two uh detergent empty empty detergent bottles filled with beer that he found in the basement uh for the green beer later on no, not just any beer it is binion's beer oh, which yeah. i looked up because so i was like what is this uh-huh. i wonder if this was made for the movie and sure enough it was and matter of fact i actually found a um uh, something online about all of the the liquor in the uh-huh. movie oh, um, like gold slick and all that yeah yeah it uh let's see here <clears throat> Uh, according to creators Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen, every single bottle of alcohol you see in the movie is fake. And in the liquor store, there are literally thousands of fake bottles Holy because shit. no actual alcohol company could clear their name for usage. Oh, wow. That's awesome. God, now that I, I got to go <laughs> yeah. back to those scenes and like watch all the different labels and stuff. It is a ton of shit. Yeah. And it's funny because um, on the, the Gold Slick, I was thinking it was like a Gold Slogger uh-huh. with the like flakes of uh, gold and whatnot in it. But... It's, it's one of those, like, sound-alikes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. No, I like that one. Yeah, like, that yeah. one's uh, pretty obvious, obviously, that it's not actually, like, Goldschlager, but uh, mm-hmm. super funny. But, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about the beer that he finds, like, full of that in that fridge or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Because I, I wanted to, I was like, well, since we're going to be talking about Superbad, maybe I'll go pick some up. Oh, but no, that's it's not, not even a real not thing. Not a real thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. So then they're, uh, they have the uh, emptied-out detergent bottles uh, full, full of beer now. They run away, and they have their, their breakdown in the street where they finally, like, start getting everything out. And I think this scene is really good because it's not funny, but it's definitely needed and uh, makes sense for the progression of the movie. But it really shows, like, I legit think that they are both great actors, and this scene is uh, an example of that. Um, yeah. They are, like, great, uh, and they're back and forth and how angry and, like, frustrated they are and, like, how friends can get whenever they have, like, uh, some type of fight or whatever, you know? Uh, yeah. they're both like fantastic in it. So I thought that too. Um, like a lot of the movie is obviously comical, but this part is the m- most serious yeah. portion of the movie. And, uh, yeah, like you were saying, I think the, the acting in it is stellar yeah. and it's, it keeps consistent with the, the rest of the movie somehow. Yeah, no, and it, it really works. Um, yeah, and the plot and everything, but uh, even with our characters and everything like that, like it, it really fleshes it out to make it more than just a comedy. And it's one of the th- the scenes. Like I don't really, I, I'm not gonna reference it a lot. I don't quote from it obviously because it's not like the funny scenes. But it's still one of my favorite scenes in the movie because they're both really great in it. And they've, uh, like I'd said that uh, Michael Sarah hasn't gone on to do a whole bunch lately, but he's shows some things. Um, he's in uh, Nick and Yours Infinite Playlist, which is one of uh, Amanda and I's favorite movies to watch. And uh, I really like him, but uh, I also like that uh, Jonah Hill has gone on to do a lot of great things, and he's actually, uh, you know, like an Oscar-caliber actor now. Like, he's been nominated and stuff, so, uh, from, like, Moneyball and Wolf of Wall Street and everything like that. So I think this is kind of, like, the beginning of that to show, like, hey, he's really good. Not just funny. Like, he's actually a good actor. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and then, so the the cops are driving with Fogel, and the the bomb 
asleep in the back seat and they're uh <laughs> they're playing with their flashlight lightsabers and blind each other and uh seth gets hit for the second time in the movie and yep. it's hilarious how he gets hit because he goes up into <laughs> the windshield <laughs> uh it's so funny the uh the physical comedy again um uh, and then the cops like freaking out afterwards uh yeah and then i like uh there's a part i think it's seth rogan and he's like man not again like they've done this before right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said i can't i can't believe this is happening again what are the odds <laughs> yeah what are the odds <laughs> amazing um uh, uh yeah so they they get them on the ground and basically they're they're gonna try to convince Fogel to be like hey these kids jumped out of nowhere we hit them we sign this stuff whatever and he's like yeah i, I got your back he gets out of the car He's, like, smoking cigarettes with the cops, and then he sees, like, oh, shit, this is my friends. And I love that scene because it's, like, slow motion, and Seth looks at him and, again, is like, what the fuck? And right. Evan just gets up and takes off running, and <laughs> he's so fast. <laughs> he's just, like, he's running like Forrest Gump, like, full arms up, like, <laughs> legs high, just running down the street. Um, and then they start chasing him, like, Seth Rogen starts chasing after him and everything like that. And then uh, Fogel and, and Seth in the movie, Jonah Hill run off and it's kind of like a scurry whatever everybody's kind of everywhere um they like drop the bum off the cops do and like bill Hader kicks the windshield out because it's all busted <laughs> so he's like driving around a cop car with a busted windshield and then he well i like when when he kicks the windshield out uh, uh the the bum yells behind yeah. him and it freaks him out and he turns around and tries to flash <laughs> <like his face. laughs> and then they're driving and uh evan gets away and Bill Hader comes up on Seth Rogen and he's like in the street, like puking. And he's like, it's just beer. It's just beer. He's the fastest kid alive. <laughs> fastest kid alive. <laughs> well, the, the shot where he loses Evan, it's so cool. I don't know how it was filmed, uh, but it's awesome that, that Evan just runs into like the pitch blackness yeah, into, like, the shadow. Of, of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Down the street. Yeah. And he just like stops. That's always, yeah. It's always something that has stuck with yeah. me. Yeah. No, it looks great. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that that scene's so funny when he like he like raises his gun to like shoot him. <laughs> he's like, I'll scare him out. And he's like, give me a warning when you're gonna do that. <laughs> and then it shows Evan. And he's like, they shot Seth. They shot Seth. But then they fight. What each I other, liked so. about about that scene is, yeah, he does think that they shot yeah. Seth. Seth, but immediately he he runs out and he runs into Seth uh-huh. and, and Fogel. So it's not like you have to deal with the whole scene of him being like mopey because Seth is dead or yeah. whatever, which I think a lot of movies would probably do. I agree. Yeah. And it just, but, it doesn't uh, need to be that. It just needs to be like a little joke. And that's how, to, why it works yeah. so well that it's like, Oh, it's a joke. And then he like, sees him again. And it's fine. Whatever. And they move on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Should I run? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so finally they have the booze. They get on the, uh, they get on the bus, uh, first, and uh, try to get down to Jules's party, and the bum is on the bus, having <laughs> he's holding one of those uh, jugs of the emptied out uh, laundry detergent with the beer, he's, like drinking it in the back of the bus. Uh, but he he has, uh, accosts them, and the Goldschlick gets broken, uh, further you know uh, hurting the friendship between the guys, I think, and uh, the chances for the night essentially. Uh, but they get to the party. Um, and also kind of have a, a little breakdown outside where uh, Seth finally learns that Evan and Fogel are going to room together at college, and that kind of hurts his feelings as well, kind of prompting him. Like, they kind of just split there, and they don't talk to each other at the party at that point. Uh, Seth goes in, and he's got some of the beer and the liquor, and he gives it to Jules, and then Evan tries to go get drunk so he can have sex with uh, Becca and all that stuff. Um, I also like uh, one of the characters, uh, kind of a background character that shows up a lot is Clark Duke, who uh, yes, is also from yeah. Greek, and he yep. is friends with uh, um, 
with uh, Evan with uh, Michael Sarah in real life, and I think that's why he got involved. But he shows up constantly throughout that party. Did you notice that? Yeah, he's in the yeah. background he's of in almost the background every scene, and it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like scenes that he shouldn't be in, like he'll be inside and then they'll go outside to the gazebo and he's in the gazebo. He's like, already there. Always. Yep. <laughs> he's everywhere. It's so funny because he was like, uh, kind of a nobody at that point. Um, and so I like that cause he, I like him a lot and a lot of things he's in hot tub time machine and, uh, and also in Greek. And I think he's hilarious in that. So, uh, seeing him in this is kind of funny. I only caught that a few years ago that I was like, Oh shit. Like now that I know him, like he's in this movie mm-hmm. all over the place. I think he was in uh, Kick-Ass. Yes, too, yeah, he? he's in Kick-Ass. Or he's the, the first Kick-Ass, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Evan is going to try to get with Becca, and her friend is like, oh, she likes you. And he's like, oh, she said that? And she's like, well, she said she'll totally blow you. And right. uh, But since Becca's drunk, he's like, I need to go get drunk. So he goes in the bathroom and tries to get hammered by himself with like a beer and a bottle of uh, Sambuca or Ouza uh, o- 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 or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> some random alcohol that I'm sure is not really alcoholic uh, and it's probably disgusting by itself. It's supposed to be like mixed and he's just like chugging it in the bathroom. Uh, yeah, he takes that first sip and just spits <laughs> yeah. it all over the mirror immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then he's uh, he's in a later shot. He's like sitting on the bathtub edge, like drinking beer. And as he drinks it, you can hear him go, "Oh god!" Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I feel like I've been there where I like not like trying to get drunk for that reason, but like where you're at a party and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna catch up," and you're just like, "Oh, this is horrendous." Why do yep, people yep. drink this shit? Like it's <laughs> gotta, gotta just chug it down. Yep. Uh, so uh, uh, part of that scene uh, at the party uh, is. Seth finally is going to take Jules away to talk to her and try to get with her and everything like that. And one of my favorite lines, it's like kind of subtle as well, is she's like, oh, let's go outside. I haven't conversed in ages. And he's like, watch your step. I fell earlier. She's like, are you serious? And he's like, well, I was hit by a car. It's a long story. (laughs) (laughs) Just like what a way to like bring it back into the mix, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Well, that's, that's the thing is like he shows up with the booze and he's like, the life of the party. Oh, yeah. Like, you can see, in, like, kind of the, the montage. There's no, like, dialogue you can hear, but he's talking to people, uh, and he's, like, telling stories, pointing out the blood yeah. stain on his pants. Yeah. People are laughing, and he's, like, throwing up the bottle like he's, like, trying to block punches and everything. Yeah. So, um, like, he's, like, yeah, recounting I mean, the whole night to everybody. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So so it's almost like he and Evan are on separate planets at this point. Sure. But they're both kind of faced with what they came to the party for. Uh, in a way, oh, yeah, that's good and way so he's yeah. things are starting off great for him. Uh-huh. Um, not so great for Evan. Yeah, <laughs> because he's you know stuck by himself, like trying to drink to get drunk, yeah. so he can get with which Becca. he knows is a bad idea, and he's not really for it. But he's like, yeah, oh, fuck it. I guess this is what I got to do because it's why I'm here. Like you said, like he's confronted with why he's here. Yeah, yeah good point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then uh, he does get drunk-ish, I guess, and he goes out to the gazebo and he sees uh, uh, Evan sees Becca. And she's hammered. She's on the floor already, and people won't help her up. And she's finally, like, being really open, like, I have to tell you a secret. Let's let's go to this room, and they'll tell you. And he's like, no, you can tell me here. And she's like, no, it's just for you. I'm going to tell you the secret and all that stuff. Um, and then it starts her awkwardness where she goes in there and starts stripping for him. And it's that's the whole thing. She is so great. This is why I wish she was, like, bigger, that she was a lot more things because – 
her comedic timing in this in this movie is amazing too when she's like taking off her shirt and she's like "Ooh, what do i have for you under here i don't know <laughs> but it's so funny like how she's standing yeah. it's like she's a baby deer because she's got these heels on and i'm just like i can just imagine her like ankles giving way oh, and sure. just like cracking one of them yeah. you know but she's uh, like cross-legged man, just so like bending over showing her cleavage <laughs> yeah. Uh, like uh, that's that's one thing about this movie is like everybody who acts drunk, they seem uh, kind of realistically uh, drunk, you know. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. People affecting an accent or yeah. or whatever, but even uh, Evan in this yeah, scene, like, like where he's like in that scene from the one where he was trying to get drunk to this one in the bedroom, where he's like, oh, she's like. Uh, Evan, I'm so wet. And he's like, yeah, they told me that would happen in, in health class. Like, <laughs> his, yeah. Which is a great line, for one. But his delivery is like, he, he seems like drunk. Like he seems like, oh, yeah, I guess that's what I was told. Like, it seems like so yep. deadpan. It's, it's a combination of being out of it, yeah. being exhausted, yeah. and then just having knowledge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you can't keep inside you. And he's like, yeah. I, this is what I'm here for again. Uh, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to go with it. And that's what he like comes up with. <laughs> yeah. I love me. And, uh, she's like, when she's stripping too, I love, cause she's like, ba do ba do ba ba do like, like, <laughs> like as if that would be sexy or whatever. Um, another line that I think is so funny. That's kind of like subtle or whatever. Like when I say subtle too, with these, it's like they, they say them under their breath, you know, like, it's not like you don't catch them, yeah. but I like how the the delivery is given that they're kind of a quick joke and they just move on. But she's she reaches down his pants and she's like, you have such a smooth cock. And he's like, thank you. You would too if you were a man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the highest compliment you can give a, a, a partner. Yeah, and then he's like, you have such a smooth chest. Right. <laughs> he just doesn't know like, what to do at all. And it's so great. Uh, and then her, her also iconic line too, I think, of uh, the... Uh, I'm going to give you the best bully OJ ever with my mouth. <laughs> and she's like whipping her yeah. hair back. <laughs> <laughs> Which he brings up later. I like too. whenever uh, he and Seth uh, get back together um, and they're, they're like walking home or like walking back to Evan's house. He like brings that up and he's like, all right, maybe back when they're in the, in the, like at Evan's house, whatever. He's like, yeah, she said she can be a blow Jay. And Seth's like, she said that? Like, I like how they right. do stuff like that. Like friends would like kind of uh, debrief almost afterwards. You know, they talk about like right. what happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> so then uh, it flashes over to Seth with Jules and um, he's he's crying outside because, you know, she's not really getting with him and everything like that. I think he tried to kiss her at that point. No, he did. Right? He, yeah. he leans forward and kisses her and there's like a, a second or two beat and she yeah. kind of pushes him back. And uh, he just like the, the disappointment on his yeah. face. Like, again, this goes back to Jonah Hill being a great actor is the, mm-hmm. the way he's able to emote yeah, and it's not just him being serious; it's him being drunk and serious. Yeah. And he like there's a certain look he also to it, you know? looks very like realistically drunk in that scene. He's great at that one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's not like super sloppy like you see in a lot of yeah. like TV shows or movies or whatever. There's like a subtleness to him being drunk, mm-hmm. and he he keeps trying to convince Jules that she's drunk too, yeah. but clearly <laughs> she's not. She's like, no. she's like, no, I don't even drink. He's like, but you, but I got all this booze. He's like, yeah, I'm having a party. Yeah. I like, yeah, because so. he's like trying to convince her. That's so funny. He's like, no, no, you're drunk. We're all you're drunk. drunk. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, not really. Yeah. And I like that too, because in the movie and most party movies, you would assume, like, I think we all did as the audience. Like, uh, it's hard to think back to the first time I actually watched it, but I assumed she was drunk 
she doesn't act like it. Yeah. You don't, but then you, you realize, like, you never saw her with any alcohol. Uh, you yeah. never see her drink at all. You don't see anything in her hand at all. She's just, like, mingling at the party, essentially. So Yeah, she, she's the hostess. Yeah. yeah, and she plays that. But you don't realize it, like, until he does uh, as the audience. that like, oh, yeah, he was expecting this, and we were expecting this. But, yeah, she is not drunk. She does not drink. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that. Uh, so, yeah, she kind of, like, turns him down, and then she comes back out there, and he's crying. Or she's out there, I guess, and he's crying. <laughs> And he's like, well, he's standing by that car and he just looks like he's like, just he's standing like right next to the car, but he's like checking it out at the same time. Like if you're trying to check out a car, you're not going to be that close Uh, to it. You know, I'm just looking at this detailing on the molding (laughs) as as you're standing with her hip pressed against the vehicle. So funny. And she's like, are you crying? And he's like, no, I just have something in both my eyes. (laughs) <laughs> and then he goes right into his next line. Yeah. It's one of those subtle things. Yeah, and then he's like, yeah. yeah, he gets into that, and he's like, you know, basically like breaks it down like, you wouldn't get with me without being drunk. Like, look at me, look at you, and all that stuff. And and again, like like you were saying, like him being drunk but serious and also being like a funny, awkward scene, like it all plays really well. Um, it's a really well-done scene and like great acting because it sells it all. She's, she also like playing off of him is really good. Um, and then to when he kind of like starts to pass out and then falls into her face and that's, that's the line, even though she doesn't cuss a whole lot in most of her movies that I I feel, but that's the part where I was like, uh, kind of leads into the easy a when she's so sweet as an actress and so good in that role. And then he hits her and she's just like, what the fuck (laughs) cracks me up. I read that that's an improv line that they kept in the movie. So even better with her. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think that, yeah. It, it that's the, like the line like I was saying like that in particular that I was like man she's just like a great comedic actress like she also has great timing and all that stuff and uh, yeah. yeah so funny man she's she's great in that role <laughs> so then the uh, the cops show up to this party which is awesome again bringing it all together uh, again just loving how interconnected it all is um, I love whenever Seth like Evan is there with Maroki from earlier, the foreign exchange student on the couch. Yep, yep. Um, Sitting on the couch, and he like yep. touches his face briefly, which always cracks me up. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and then uh, Seth has to like come get him because Evan passes out on the couch and Seth sees the cops are there and he's like, we got to go. And he starts carrying him out and he's like bumping into all like knocking over vases and like he like falls with him two different times, like in the house and then outside of the house. Um, Jules' blonde friend, yeah. I guess he like, hits her with Evan and she's like what the fuck Seth and he's like he's my best friend and just, like, which is just so so authentic yeah. like you can have a friend that you're um you get in these heated fights with yeah. and you just like get so pissed off at each other but at the end of the day if shit's going down you're gonna do everything yeah, you can absolutely, to yeah. and it's so sure funny that he okay. would like just like carry him away from the party <laughs> yeah. and then I like uh, yeah. outside he's like going on a little hill on the grass and he slips and like falls like it looks like a legit fall from whoever was it seems like stunt people might have been doing that like so they could carry him or whatever but he like legit like falls on his ass and like picks him back <laughs> up and, and they do like a slow motion part where he's like eh, eh and like like picks him up and he needs to walk away and then the cops are hilarious and that scene like uh i think it's uh seth rogan is like i assume you all have guns and crack prepare <laughs> prepare to be fucked by the long dick of the law <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then again great song choice uh it shows bill Hader like dancing with like two different beers in his hands in the party by himself yeah. and it's like don't trust the police <laughs> no justice no peace <laughs> yeah. uh, so good. well the, during this whole party um fogel has been yes. sweetening sweetening up uh, nicola uh 
or Nicola, Nicola yeah. I guess is how you, the proper way to pronounce <laughs> it. But um, eventually he like dances with her and <laughs> shows her his I, I, uh, his ID, uh-huh. his oh, yeah. ID. <laughs> and she's like, oh, so <laughs> how long have you, she's like, or when did you go to Hawaii like, or something Hawaii like, like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it was, and uh, it's just like, wow, this this chick is yeah. dumb. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. So eventually they go upstairs, and by the time the the police get there, McLovin is upstairs <laughs> starting to have sex with uh, her, and about the time he gets it in, because yeah, he says it, um, it's in. Yes. <laughs> that's how we know. <laughs> yeah. um, that's when uh, Officer uh, is it Slater yeah. or Michaels? Oh yeah, Which I think Slater is, is Bill Hader. Okay, yeah. so uh, Michaels. He uh, bursts in, yeah. and, uh, and uh, Nicola freaks out and gets up with a sheet wrapped around her, runs to the bathroom, and changes, yeah. and then he's like, McLovin? What are you? And you ran Bill away H- from us. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, and then, uh, he's like the cock-blocking stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Bill Hader's character gets up there and just starts screaming at him right away. I love away. how angry he gets. It's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> he plays it so well. Yeah. And then uh, um, Seth Rogen has to, like, pull him away, and he's like, listen... <laughs> <laughs> he talks to him about blocking his cock. Yeah. Like, we, just the way he says like, blocking cock. should be guiding his cock, not blocking his cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, as as uh, Bill Hader is yelling at McLovin, it cuts to him, and he's, like, shaking his head back yeah. and forth violently. Yeah. And that part always cracks oh, me awesome. up. Yeah. yeah, I like how they just sit him down, because, like, McLovin is, like, naked under the sheet, and they, like, sit next to him, and he's, like, wrapped around it, Clearly has just been having sex with this chick. She's like, she like yeah. runs out and they have like a heart to heart. Like McLovin and the cops, they have a heart to heart. They're like sitting there and, and he's like, Bill Hader's like, I'm sorry that I blocked your cock. Like it's so like right. genuine, <laughs> so serious, you know, <laughs> which is great. Um, I love whenever they bring him out of the, they like all hug and they're good. And they, and Fogel's like, hey, can you do me a favor? And they bring him out of handcuffs. Cause uh, another one that Amanda and I just randomly always say is, uh, uh, this kid's fucking crazy. Caught the infamous Fogo. And they're like, <laughs> bringing him out. The, uh, the douchebag earlier that spit on Evan, uh, or spit on Seth, uh, is there. And he says to me, like, cops being pigs, whatever. And Bill Hader just fucking clocks him in the well, face. Well, no, he, he spits on him. Oh, he spits on him too? Oh, that's right. Yeah, on yeah Bill he spits Hader. On, yeah. on Bill Hader. Also yeah. bringing it back. And he's like, he yeah. just, like, I like how he, like, looks down at it. And he's just like, oh, son and like picks up his nightstick he, he takes a nightstick and just <laughs> clocks him in the face oh, awesome. <laughs> and, and the guy who spit he was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> and then whenever they get in the car with Fogel I love that uh, Seth Rogen for one has the paper bag full of liquor with him in the front seat he like puts it in his lap and then he puts his hand out as if to like everybody stay away but it's like out the windshield because <laughs> it's not there anymore <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> as they pull away uh, yeah, and then that leads into uh, the Panama scene, where they're gonna torch the cop car to get rid of the evidence, and uh, that also a great song, which I I'd heard a trivia about. Uh, uh, I think it's kind of a well known trivia, but uh, they only chose that song because Bill Hader started singing it in the car during that scene, and like banging on the on the door. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So that he, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he starts That's singing awesome. it like in the in the actual take, and they're like, well, I guess we're using Panama. Yeah. And so they yep. got the rights to it and used it. But it's great because it fits perfectly with that that part. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's it does. Awesome. It really does. Uh, and he, I figured they were just like playing that over an intercom. No, yeah. Like, and he was singing along no, with it. No, I love it. Uh, also, I was going to say too early with one of the callbacks, uh, when they're looking for, they're with the flashlights before the lightsaber scene, 
in the car, it starts playing These Eyes in the cop car uh, right after Evan oh, okay. sang it, which, again, is just so cool, like, all the little details they pull in here and there. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, so so he's singing Panama, and he's like, I'm going to do the upward spiraling pigtail to, like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, to, like, do this weird donut or whatever. And then yeah. he crashes. That whole scene, like, Bill Hader is one of my favorite comedic actors. Um, I love when he shows up and stuff. I yes. loved him on Saturday Night Live. Uh, obviously, being from uh, our hometown is, is really cool, or our home area and stuff. Then they're going to torch the car, um, which is another trivia thing that I had seen before. And I, I can't, I usually don't try to bring up any goofs for movies. I don't like to look up um, different like mistakes and goofs and stuff uh, because I see them a lot. But this one always cracks me up that uh, uh, Seth Rogen is walking up with a Molotov cocktail to throw out of the car and he misses the car. And in the movie, um, it doesn't look like he does that they put flames on the car and they're all digital at first so they they look really seamless oh. but if you look in the background under the car i think i learned this on the commentary track um you can see the bottle kind of hit and explode behind it and they they were like we have one shot at this because once it's on fire the cop car's on fire and it was close enough that they were like well fuck it and so they just like did some digital stuff uh but i always thought that was kind of funny because you can kind of see him walking up and doing that um and then i love when they give fogel the gun when he's like can i shoot at it and, uh, and he, like, turns up sideways and empties the clip, and he's just, like, tight. <laughs> that was a perfect line reading. <laughs> the, uh, before they set the, the car on fire with the, the, the cocktail, I noticed that uh, they were pouring Binion's beer all over the car. Oh, funny. I'm like, that's, that's not going to be, <laughs> that's not going to catch on fire. That's not the same thing as, like, vodka yeah, right. or whatever, you know? I wonder how, yeah, um, how flammable actually beer is. I wouldn't think, I mean, like, it's got, like, but, 5%. I mean, it's, like, not much alcohol, so. But to be honest with you, I had watched the movie twice this week, so yeah. I was just kind of looking at little yeah, things, fun, you know? Though. So I, I, don't, I don't even think I would have caught it if yeah. I... I didn't notice it until they mentioned it because well. uh, it looks really seamless. Uh, you really can't tell, but it's just like something kind of funny I, I like to look out for now. Um, so then uh, uh, skips on over to uh, <laughs> back to uh, uh, Seth walking with Evan in his arms asleep uh, <laughs> down the street away from this party. And uh, Evan wakes up and he's like, should, should I walk? Should I walk? And it's kind of like they're both drunk. After this party, they've been through hell and back, and they're like, you know, they're cool again sort of thing. He's like, you saved my life. You saved me from the cops, whatever. And uh, <laughs> one of my favorite lines, too, is when he's like, does your mom still have pizza bagels? Pizza bagels! Because <laughs> they're going to go sleep over at Evan's house. Uh, yeah. And then they have that heart-to-heart in the sleeping bags, which is such an amazing scene. Uh, it's so funny. Um, their lines back and forth when they're both drunk, and they just, like, plop down after this crazy night. And they're just like, I love you. I love you. Why don't we say it anymore? I want to go on the roof and just shout, I love my best friend, Evan. Why don't we do that more? Oh, it's guys me up. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I missed you. I missed my best friend. And he's like, boop, boop, boop. Yep. On his nose. <laughs> oh, God. Their chemistry in this movie is so great as, as best friends. It is, yeah. It, it seems yeah. like something that is... Um... I don't know how close they are in real life, but it seems very genuine. I like to think that they were friends, at least around this time of filming this and stuff. I don't know if they still hang out or not. I mean, like, obviously, uh, obviously, uh, Michael Sarah came back for This is the End. Um, did you see that? Oh, right? yeah. yeah. So he's like briefly yes, in there. Yeah. So it's like they're still friends and stuff, but I wonder, yeah, how close they really are or were. Because uh, they, they yeah. definitely seem like best friends in this. Um, I do remember too I think it was in the commentary or something I had heard about this. Seth Rogen was joking that they, they wanted to put in a scene or they joked about putting in a scene. Uh, where like one of them like unzips 
or like a hand goes in a sleeping bag or, <laughs> or something in this or like they wake up the next morning without their pants or something like that <laughs> well they they end that shot with them embracing yeah. like in their it's sleeping like really bags long hug, right? which is so funny yeah, yeah. it's like i like it because uh uh, Jonah Hill just keeps like patting him on the back like over and over again like they just like hug for the longest time yeah uh, and then the, it goes to the morning uh, the morning after they both wake up kind of hung over like the morning after is a, a good yeah. way to, to put it yeah <laughs> they're like what the what happened last night um, one of my yeah. favorite little details as well is uh, there's a plate of half-eaten ba- uh, pizza bagels uh, next to the sleeping bags and so oh, yeah they actually that. like had them which is great um one thing I, I caught was whenever um, Seth gets up and gets out of his sleeping bag, like he pops up. He's like, oh, I, I, I need to uh, go. He's still wearing the same clothes yeah. or the same pants from the uh-huh. night before, and it's complete with blood stain oh, awesome. on the leg. <laughs> so he didn't even try to wash that off. You're like He didn't even get home and wash it off. He was like, whatever. Yeah. 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 Once yeah. he actually got to a bathroom, that's funny. Just wanted to crash uh, out. Yeah. So then they go to they decide to go to the mall together, um, and then the, the girls are there too eventually, but uh, – there's uh, another scene here with the unrated and rated version where it changes a little bit. Um, I don't know all the jokes from the unrated one, but I like some of them too, whenever uh, Seth is trying on pants and everything. But uh, <laughs> some of the lines that I like are the, uh, it's the male camel toe. The, uh, uh, yeah, the male camel toe. It's the camel tail. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, ball, dick, ball. It's like a division sign. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like that one a lot. Uh, did you remember like a difference in the unrated one of that with that part? I know there is a difference, but, jokes, I, but... I, I, I can't remember what yeah, the exact jokes enough, were. Yeah. But yeah, there, there, there are a few extra there's ones a, in I there. know there's some jokes that I like both of those scenes for different reasons, but uh, I like the rated one just fine, you know, and, and overall yeah. still like that, that movie better, that version of the movie better. Um, so then the, the girls are there. They kind of meet up with them. Uh, Jules has a black eye from Jonah Hill, uh, from Seth, uh, headbutting her. And uh, the other girl, Becca, had, had thrown up. That's kind of uh, how Evan and, and Becca had ended their night. He, they were about to have sex, and he was, like, kind of giving up on it. And he was like, I don't think I really should really have sex right now because you're drunk. And she's like, you're, you're a little bitch, and throws up. So she's there to buy Jules an extra <laughs> comforter or new comforter. Um, and I like this scene, too, because uh, I used to have a, um, some trouble with this ending. I wasn't sure how I really liked it after the rest of the movie. But I actually think it's a really mature ending, and I think it's uh, about as good as you could get for this. Yes. Um, yeah. With how it, how it's like the guys are there, and they've been best friends, but they, they know they're parting ways, and that's been like a contention throughout the movie, but they've kind of gotten past that. And now they're mm-hmm. here, and they've liked these girls. That was the whole point of the party, to get with these girls. And now, like, Jules is like, oh, Seth, you could buy me some cover-up for my uh, for headbutting me and my black eye, and... And Evan is like, well, I need to get a comfort or two for college. And so he and Becca can go off together. And he's like, let's get some food or something like that. So it's like he mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, can like talk to her and everything like after this. And um, so I like that scene. But then the guys are so funny because um, like they uh, he's like, so I guess I'll call you. Uh, yes, I have your information. Uh, OK, yep. so put her there. And then it's like shake hands. the handshake. It's such like a guy <laughs> thing that like we just can't be yeah. like for societal reasons or whatever, like we're just like kind of trained to not be so like open and like emotional yeah, and yeah. emotional, everything like that. And I love it because it seems so natural for, or not even natural. It seems so like realistic for, for how we are. Um, and then they, <laughs> as like Seth is going down the escalator with Jules and they, the, the guys are like talking to their respective girls, but they just keep looking at each other like longingly the whole way down the escalator until like you can't see anymore. And like it, you see like Becca talking to Evan and Evan is just like looking at Seth and I like how 
they just like kind of part ways that way and and then the movie just kind of pans up and it goes like fades to black and it's like you don't really know what's going to happen or whatever with them necessarily that's that's partly why i did like it at first but now i think it's like the best ending you could have gotten i don't know how else you would do it and i think it's kind of the a perfect ending for their friendship of uh that they're just like they're both like growing up a little bit you know yeah kind of going their own way yeah it's a kind of a metaphor of them going their separate ways but like in reality they've still got like two weeks of yeah, school yeah. left so you know. <laughs> they'll see each other monday and this will all happen yeah, again yeah. yeah they'll be fine <laughs> plus they've got the whole summer yeah. so. and then uh and it ends with uh some more fantastic dick drawings uh, a whole lot of them throughout yeah. those credits so yeah. yeah not quite a thousand but you get a bunch and they're awesome uh, um, this this movie doesn't have a Marvel style um, post credit uh, scene or anything, but it wasn't until I was looking um, and I saw some trivia on it at the very end of the movie as the studio logos are, are coming up, um, the very like last probably fifteen frames of the uh, movie um, or frames of the credits, uh, you hear Jonah Hill whisper. I love you. Oh, that's funny. I don't <laughs> remember that. Cool. I was actually, uh, I fast forwarded through that earlier to make sure there weren't any scenes at the end that I had forgotten about, but uh, I wasn't playing it. So yeah, I didn't even hear that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so that was super bad. Um, fucking love that movie, man. I fucking love that movie. It's it was great. so good. It was great. I can't recommend it enough. Um, I, I know that some people might not be into that humor as much. I love all of the Apatow humor, like all of those movies, uh, 40 year old virgin, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, a lot of those are, are just amazing and uh, knocked up stuff like that. But uh, this is probably the one that I watch the most, and it's the one that I gravitate towards. Um, I love everything about it. So yeah, it's a it's probably my favorite Apatow movie. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Um, so I also looked up the Rotten Tomatoes since we usually bring that up. It has an eighty seven percent, which I think is really respectable for this movie. Um, I agree with it to the extent that I actually think for me this movie is like a 10 out of 10 and again it's kind of like that watchability versus awesome factor or like how good the movie actually is I think this one actually is both it's a really good movie it's really well done it's really funny but it's also like the watchability of it to me is amazing and it's 10 out of 10 but I think for most audiences like a high like 80s is pretty realistic and uh, so yeah definitely glad that they got that uh, that people like it a lot as well um do you see there being any reason for them to make a sequel of this? Um, for me, I don't know that I need it. Uh, I think I had heard some mm-hmm. interviews where they had talked about how, you know, they, it took them so long to write this one, and they, they really had it in their minds for so long that writing a sequel, like it, like a lot of directors say, like, you know, if we had the good story for it or whatever, but um, at this point, too, I think it would be really weird, like 10 years later, like they could, they could almost have done like a 10-year reunion movie or whatever, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know that we need it. Like, I, I really feel like this and with that ending that we talked about, um, I feel like it's, it's, it's perfect as it is. I don't know that I need it anymore. Yeah. It's kind of everything they needed, they needed to say is right yeah. there in the film. And it fits yeah. all by itself. I feel like it, it would almost ruin it if they gave me more, which I rarely say. Yeah. Like a, a lot of things I do want more. I want a lot of sequels and stuff like that, but this one I'm like, no, it's, they're, it feels realistic in the same terms of like memories that there are memories from your childhood or from your uh, teenagehood or whatever uh, that you're, you're you go through and you have these great memories for your whole life these like crazy nights or whatever and that's it and they don't really have a follow up like you still live and you go through different things and you see the same people but like I don't think there's a story that's good enough to follow this up and if it was I feel like it'd be contrived you know yeah yeah so yeah I'm I totally I'm good with agree. it. Uh- 
I remember seeing something about uh, Seth Rogen saying, like, shortly after the film came out, it's like, oh, yeah, they, they're they kind of keeping their options open with it, but as it gets further and further away from the movie's release in 2007, yeah. he's just like, yeah, it's, we're just going to leave yeah, it as is. which I'm cool with, so, yeah. Yeah. Part of me wants to see what these characters are doing now uh, just because I like spending time watching yeah, them so that's much. that's the thing, yeah. But then, yeah, realistically, I don't, I don't think we need... Need to see it's, like you were saying. Yeah, I I think the same thing. I totally agree with that. That I I, I would like to see what happens with them, just because I love the character so much. But I don't I don't really need to see it because I'm afraid they would ruin it, and that it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, uh, uh, for them to do any more story for it. So yeah. Well, um, let's turn this around and ask the audience what they thought on uh, about Super Bad. Um, is there anything that we missed? If so, let us know. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter or shoot us an email, and uh, we'll. Rate it on the yep. air if it's cool with you. Um, even if it's not cool with you, we're probably going to do that because <laughs> that's that's just the type of people we are. Um, so uh, so yeah. Um, did you have anything else on? on no, Superbad, I think that Steve? is it. I think my love for this movie has clearly shown through. <laughs> <laughs> one one final thing I wanted to mention is I was I kept trying to figure out where this movie takes place, uh, and I kept seeing on the license plate that it said Clark County on there. Oh yeah, which is weird because. All license plates are state-related yeah. instead of county-related. <laughs> and the license plate also has eight characters on it instead of I the normal, I noticed like, that six to seven. Weird. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it kind of takes pl- takes place in any town USA, yeah. I guess, is, is kind of what they were going for. Um, some of the license plate designs, people online were saying, uh, kind of mimic the design of Arizona license plates, and some of the buses and stuff like that have... Uh, California markings, mm. but um, I think that's probably just because of where they were shooting, yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that was one of the things I caught. Is, yeah, I like I like know, the it, idea it just, of the uh, any time any town USA type of thing too. Um, I like when, play, when yeah, movies do that because Evan's going to go to Dartmouth, but uh, Seth is going to go to State. Yeah, that's like what State, yeah. but it's just State, you know. Um, but, which I thought was uh, was kind of fun. Yeah, I do too. And that, that made me think of another line that I like too that I'll throw in here whenever he's like, well, I'm going to State where the girls are, are half as smart and those twice as likely to fellatio me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was funny. But yeah, it's just like a generic State. That's it. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, uh, to our listeners, if you've got anything you want us to, uh, or you want to add about the super bad uh, movie, let us know. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at LTAS pod. You can email us now at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. Um, let us know if it's okay to read on the air. If you just want to send us an email and let us know what a phenomenal job we're doing. Oh, yeah. I, I understand <laughs> the impulse. Uh, if it's something you you're okay with us reading on air. Uh, go ahead and mark it okay to read on the podcast and sure. we will do so for the next episode. Um, you can follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22 and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. Uh, next week, we are planning to talk about It, which is the 2017 remake of the... Yes. Well, I guess that's not really a remake of the, the show. It's, it's, it's a an adaptation yeah, of the book. Of the, the book, yeah. the Stephen King book. So um, I know you and I are both looking forward to it. Super pumped. It looks uh, creepy as all shit. Yeah, I keep hearing it's so. scary as fuck, so I'm very excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that is the plan. Uh, Stephen is going to come up here next week, fingers yeah. crossed, and we'll be able to go see it and uh, do a... 
recording live here in uh, in studio. Yeah, which would be awesome. So, so until next time, I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. I have your information. <laughs> okay, put her there. Love is strange. Man, I, I forgot the actress <laughs> name now. Um, who plays Seth? Uh, uh, Jonah Hill. There we go. Tight.